0: Welcome to Fate's Wide Wheel, a Quantum Leap podcast with Sam and Dennis. We are coming to you from our top secret headquarters at Project Quantum Leap, but you can find us online at fwwquantumleappod.com or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fate's Wide Wheel. And please do us a favor by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes. Welcome everyone to another episode of Fate's Wide Wheel. We are here this week to discuss what price Gloria... Directed by Alan Levi, written by Deborah Pratt. Its air date was October the 25th, 1989. Leap date is October 16th, 1961. And Sam, spoiler alert, has leapt into Samantha Stormer in Detroit, Michigan. Dennis, why don't you give us that
1: TV guide? Description? I will give the TV guide description. Uh, Sam Scott Bakula is woman. <laughs> Hear him roar in high heels, too painful to ignore. Yes, that rhymes <laughs> As he tries to convince a husband-hungry secretary She has more to live for than a sleazy married executive wow. And it's a to note, we have some guest hosts with yes, us Yes, we do indeed um,
0: Ladies, why don't you introduce yourselves?
2: Okay, I'm Jessica, Sam's wife
0: So much more. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica's joined us many times, uh, as our uh, listeners will know, uh, including on our our pilot uh, episode as well. Previous episode. uh, uh,
3: Annie? Hi, I'm Annie. I was also on the episode Play It Again Seymour. So thanks for having me back, guys. Yeah,
0: thank you for coming back. And?
4: Uh, I'm Claire Feeney. I am no one's wife. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I'm happy to be back, too. I was on the... uh, uh, Tess Oh gosh How uh, the what was the, t- oh, the Tess was one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Featuring uh, more
1: feisty ladies So that's yeah. cool Yeah That's right and, and missing today The only uh, female guest Not returning is my wife Betsy She wasn't able to To make it today uh, She is at home With our, our son Harrison And she only had A couple opinions I will may pass them along
0: Throughout the episode <laughs> yeah. But She's yes. taking care Of a sniffly baby Yes Yeah Yeah well, we, we certainly will miss her presence as well as Harrison's. Mm-hmm. He added a lot to. Uh, that was fun. The he did. Show, yeah. I liked yeah.
5: it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. But I think I think that uh, we certainly have a lot to say about this episode, so we'll uh, we'll dive right in. Um, Dennis and I will certainly set up some of our normal chatter about Quantum Leap itself. But I think when it comes to the general discussion, we're very interested in hearing what the women have to say uh, in, in relation to the writing, yeah. directing, and acting of this particular
1: episode. <laughs> yeah. My, my thought is, yeah, after we do our, uh, basically the spiel that we just did is setting up the episode is like sitting, you know, stepping back and, and letting you ladies run the conversation. We'll keep the, the the discussion moving along as far as like the synopsis of the episode <laughs> or answer any general right. questions about the quantum leap rules that you have and we do get you know we do actually get some sort of like
0: myth stuff if you will and arc stuff within the context of the episode which is kind of cool to note so we'll talk a little bit about that but it is fairly brief and minor to the overall um um, plot except for al's story i guess and it's also interesting to note that when it comes to like experience levels with quantum leap that Jessica and, and Annie don't have a whole lot of experience with Quantum Leap. Claire, I think, has a bit more. Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. and and is uh, uh, has seen this episode
1: more than once, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 But um, you said, in a text message you sent me last night, you yeah. haven't watched this episode in 20 years. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah it had mm-hmm. been
4: a while for me as well and that's why watching it again I was just like, oh! oh no,
0: no. It was <laughs> very interesting because it's like, I, there were definitely things that as I was watching it I was just like, man, 16-year-old Sam had no idea.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it, it's, that's about
4: how old I was too, probably yeah. I this for the
1: first time. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting yeah. we like when we, we started like laying out like the early episodes for this podcast, I knew that for this episode I wanted to bring in several, if not at least one one yeah. to discuss this episode. But where we're at right now is like we are a couple of months into the cultural yes. shift. Like for shorthand, just like the Me Too movement that is happening right now. So, with that especially yes, going we're, on... We're,
4: we're at the time of year where we do this all over again because the guys still don't seem to get it. So, yeah. yes. I'm happy to uh, help mm-hmm. speak on behalf of the lady people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and one uh, thing that, you know, that, that I think that we're also very conscious of is that with a show like Quantum Leap, we get the opportunity to talk about things that being, you know, two white dudes in our 30s, that Dennis and I don't necessarily have the same perspective that others will have. So, it isn't important to us when we get the opportunity to have a person of color join us or to have women join us and, and talk about things from that that point of view as opposed to just you know hearing what we think about the episodes and geeking out. And I think even though we're two socially conscious guys yeah. who are absolutely, I must say, trying to avoid any kind of pandering whatsoever because that would just sicken me,
1: um, that it's still important <laughs> to include those different points of view. Um, By the way, two white dudes in their 30s is 75% of the podcast. Cast landscape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's also it's also the
1: name of a sitcom just waiting to happen. I yes. Oh, wait, isn't that like
4: every sitcom ever?
1: It is. That is sixty two percent of the oh. <laughs> right. landscape right there. Um. Uh, so anyway, that being said, if we want to, yeah, dive right in. So so Sam leaps into a bubble bath. Yeah,
0: and it's you yeah. know it's interesting because what we talked about on the last episode is that the leap out uh, that occurs actually. Shows us color of truth is the leap in because the way that the episodes were originally aired, color of truth was a rerun uh, after the Americanization of Machiko. Oh yes, um, That's right. so the interesting thing about this episode is that even with that, what we see in the in the beginning is uh, is Sam as the Summary uh, up uh, yeah. yeah, Charlie from the previous episode, about that. right? And then and then of course leaping into uh, a bathtub, a bubble bath, and uh, we hear a female voice. Uh, one of my favorite moments from the episode honestly happens in these first few moments when he gets called Sam, and his response is, I'm going to be called by my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <so, laughs> it's a
4: very comforting beginning, and mm, then it yeah. just all goes awry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, because a woman who we will know is Gloria comes into the room, and she's kind of like not fully dressed, and Sam immediately is embarrassed because she's not fully dressed, he's in a bathtub, he doesn't know what's going on, and it quickly... You know, quickly from there. She calls he him he realizes, Miss youngest yeah. executive
1: secretary of the company. Yeah. Well,
0: the great thing is, is at first she's saying like executive, and so you get this idea. All of a sudden, it's like wow, you know that's cool. And then all of a sudden, like the last thing you hear before we get to the next seat is. Executive Secretary. Mm. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, so it's really not that great mm. of a you know I'm an
4: executive secretary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with no. that. FYI. Absolutely Actually, not. Actually we're
4: not called secretaries anymore, people, we're called assistants, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh executive yeah. assistants. What year is it that they
3: jump into? I was a little sixty one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1961.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is actually interesting because I will say there are a couple of like small continuity errors that do throw you off a bit. For instance, they talk about Richard Nixon being the vice president at one point, which is right. not true. It would have been Lyndon Johnson. Um, but they he talk was about
4: fairly recently, though. That's
0: very true. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they also talk about uh, uh, Roger Maris breaking the home run record being in the future when he'd actually done it about two weeks before right. the leave. And
1: so there, are, like a little, a little couple of things there that Sam Swiss know, cheese memory. Well, yeah,
5: no. exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so he gets up and looks in the mirror and he sees a woman looking back. Indeed. Yeah. Um, which I'll quickly add is um,
0: Lorraine Shabbat, who was actually the new face of Pepsi, chosen from thousands of women who auditioned for that, apparently. New wow. face today wow. or in no, the no, 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 end. no, like, you know, 28 years ago, oh, okay. she was the new face of Pepsi. I thought,
2: I don't know if it was a product of her trying to, like, mirror exactly what she doing, but she came across very stiff and robotic to me. I don't know if maybe it was like the list, you know, or just like her face wasn't moving. I think maybe she was trying really hard to mimic him. Just be yeah. terrified. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, sh- it was almost like she was like a wax figure. She didn't
5: move.
3: Anything. I mean, honestly, I kind of chalked it up to she might not be an actor; she might be a model. Yeah, I thought, I thought that too. Yeah. So you know, it's you take what you can get, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. <Woo. laughs>
3: No, I mean, she yeah. was all right. She was effective. Ah, in her yeah. Well, you're subjects. playing a mirror image. Right, right. <laughs> But I mean, so, the, the part necessitates someone who is, you know, obviously very, very beautiful, and so um,
4: I, get, tall. Yeah, I get it. She's very tall. She I was do. very she tall, Because yeah, mm-hmm. she's, like, the same height as it's Scott Macula, nice. Isn't she? Basically? Pretty much, yeah. 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 Anyway. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Um, My first note for this episode, and one that comes throughout my notes for this episode, is F-U-L. So, (laughs) like, I don't know. Uh, He comes in pretty quickly, and... Uh, Sam is freaking out, and the first thing Al says is, "Oh, you can lower that towel." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Really? I this is, like, your like, this is your friend, dude. Like the whole point of the
2: episode was like sexual harassment's not great, and yeah. here Al is the whole time cannot talk about anything else about how hot she is and I how much Al. he wants to do her. Just, Just
4: sick. <laughs> well,
2: and like I was, I was because I had seen the other episode, and I'm like,
3: "Oh yeah, Al. He's he's a fun character. Like he's you know, comic relief and whatnot." And, like, this whole episode, I'm like, I know I'm supposed to like Al, but he's really just a piece of shit in this episode. (laughs) Like, get it together, man. Dude, just keep it in your pants. It's not that hard. Right? Like...
4: And I guess, I don't know that if, you know, my 2017 persona, it's like, you know, I, with I'm not a gender conforming person myself, uh, you know, not as much as others, but like, I don't, you know, I, I'm very comfortable with the idea of androgyny and people not, you know, always like, you know, looking one way and what I'm, I'm digging a hole. But anyway, but like, <laughs> I don't understand why Al cannot even handle the fact that his best friend is a woman. Like, this bothers me so much. Like, does he act
2: that way every time he sees an attractive woman? Because right. that's kind of what it makes it... Yeah. He I just feel just... so comfortable that he can just say whatever he well, wants. Well, there's that, too. Well, he
1: does say, if it was anybody else, I'd be all over you like a cheap suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: so... Like... I have to say, though, really? one thing... the one, one of the things I did like about the episode was how Sam kind of handled being a woman. I felt like on a whole... Like, he didn't act super embarrassed about it. No. He didn't act, like, ashamed. And there was one moment where, like, he says something about, like, I can't believe this is happening to me or something. How degrading I How degrading this yeah. is. And you think for a second, like, oh, how degrading that I'm a woman and you're hitting on me. But it was, like, how degrading that, like, this situation is so terrible and all these terrible things are happening to this woman. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that's that was a nice moment. So, like, his... The way he held himself and carried himself, and he has done that in other episodes, too. He's always very conscious of, like, being respectful of the person that he is, in, is leapt into, but, yeah, Al is me
4: yeah. crazy. No, the, for the most part, Beckett is pretty great in this episode. Um, towards the end, it so yeah, gets a depth little... Like, <laughs> towards the end, it goes way off the deep end, but, like, for the most part, he's just, yeah, he's, he's just doing his best, and he is absolutely shocked at you know the way that she is perceived and treated and and all the women in general and 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 not just the way that that they're treated by men but the way they perceive each other a lot too which mm-hmm. is, is is something i that um is also also important to touch on later in this episode is the fact that you know we don't always help each other as women when we need to mm-hmm. so There's that. Um, But, so where are we going with this? Uh, So, so Samantha gets a promotion. That's where we're at, right? And we,
0: you know, one thing that I'll interject real quick, too, is just as far as, like, the the synopsis (laughs) goes. Um, After this brief scene in the, you know, in the bathroom and getting dressed and everything, we have a scene of Gloria and Sam walking down the street. And, of course, immediately, I think one of the things that I would level as a criticism towards the episode as a whole, it, it starts to devolve into that sort of almost slapstick where Sam's having a heightened amount of trouble Mm -hmm. walking in the heels. Right. And it's one of those things that I'm not saying that he would be able to walk in them and be fine and easy doing that. That said, it just starts to shift the tone of the episode away. And, and, you know, we got a little bit of this of Al, you know, ogling Sam as well, but to me, there's a script here that I think could be a bit more serious.
3: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been, like, biting, and it could have yeah. been sharp, yeah. and it yeah. could have been a real commentary. And, like, the slapstick does take away from that quite mm-hmm. a bit. And I think they do that, I at least I would think, this is 1989, right, when this was made? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably did that to make it... More appeasing to a wider audience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. would be my guess, like
1: yeah, yeah, also important to note, this was originally shot, and I think it was intended as part of the first season, it and was. while not confirmed but but Matt Dale notes in his book that, that uh, at least Scott backloy seemed to think that the reason why they pushed this back to the second season is that they were afraid that this would be. Uh, too big of a shocking episode for for the general TV viewing audience at the time. Mm -hmm.
0: And in in, in addition to that, it was actually going to be the season premiere of season two. Um, And then they ended up pushing it back further in the order because I think that A, Honeymoon Express ended up being an episode that they wanted to introduce new viewers with. And... Frankly, is a stronger episode by far. Um, so it, it is interesting that uh, that there was a bit of a switch there, and that, you know, as far as the production blocks went, how they filmed how they filmed this episode and others. But yeah, it, it does feel a little too comedic at time, even the mm-hmm. way that. Um, some of the dialogue, again, kind of like what you're saying, Annie, it could have been sharper, and it could have been delivered in a more biting way and filmed in a way that made it seem more serious. And I think that while there are certainly scenes in the episode that feel melodramatic, um, that it rides this weird line between, like, uh, you know, a Douglas Sirk film, like, all that heaven allows, <laughs> and then, like, pillow talk as well. And it's, like, I this know. weird, yeah. like, yeah, it doesn't quite fit sometimes. Well,
2: they make uh, the villains kind of so bef- and so over the top. Yeah, like It kind miniatures. of undercuts like that. This really happens in kind of a subtle way all the time. It really does, and so it just makes it seem like, oh yeah, I'd never be that obvious about it. But like, although I've it met makes a, a lot, lot yes. of those guys, <laughs> there are <laughs> the <laughs> obvious ones. But it, you know, you know
1: I, I I will jump back and interject, and this is for, I caught for the first time rewatching watching the episode this morning is in the previous scene when Al's ogling Sam, and, and Sam is disgusted by it. Al says, you better get used to it. You're going to be walking around looking like her. That's true. Which, yeah. as
4: awful as that is to have to point out, it's probably a good thing he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: and even, so so getting us back to the flow of the episode, when she is getting ready to get on the bus, uh, Samantha, there's that moment where the guy, you know, is getting ready to get in front of her, and then he's like, oh no, after you.
4: Right. And you and, think he's being nice. And
0: then he reaches down to grab her ass. Yep. And it's just like, it's Sam, you know, turns around and gives this guy this look, which
1: is just sort of like, I will murder you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to interject when I was re-watching the episode this morning. Uh, Harrison, my 10-month-old son, was watching with me, and Sam whipping his head around and shooting him a dirty look. That elicited a giggle. <laughs> oh. Harrison. <laughs> Harrison gets it. Yeah. I did have a
2: comment about his reactions, because he very much is like... You touch me and I will chop your head off. Yeah. Like, please stop now. Like, do not do that. Or when he punches the guy out, and everyone just like takes it, and nobody yeah. really says anything. I was like, like, oh, she's charming. She's hard to get. And I like to like, know it's if that's <laughs> how. When I know. It, when people. I feel like people would have been like, whoa! I can't believe she just said something. Yeah.
1: Well, because
2: here's, back I don't know. in that day, I mean, I you know people nowadays often do, but right. most people, I mean, that was the whole thing with Taylor Swift. Why didn't you say anything? Well, because it's awkward. It's uncomfortable. You don't know what to say. You can't. Yeah. Your mind is so, goes blank. Or even if
3: you do say something, they don't listen. Yeah, they yeah, laugh so it off and make you look crazy.
2: So yeah, it seemed right. interesting that nobody even really, they just like glossed right over it. It was almost like, I don't know. It was normal that he had said that, but they didn't care in a different way than mm-hmm. I think it really does happen. I thought that that was not realistic.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's it's so funny because there, there are so many moments in this episode where I'm just going to call him Beckett just because, you know, him versus Samantha, (laughs) Uh, where Beckett is incredibly assertive in a way that I am most of the time in real life. But then at the same time, he does do a lot of things where I'm just like, you are putting her in danger. (laughs) Like, Like Samantha, he's like, I feel like Beckett is putting Samantha, when she comes back, like he's putting her in possible physical and, and definitely right. uh, you know financial danger by by doing a lot of the things that he's doing in his assertiveness and that and and it, especially in nineteen sixty one and and as we all know, it's still a giant pain in the ass now and such a fine line that it's like. You half the time you don't you don't know how to react and and sometimes I know that I react over strongly I mean like a few weeks ago I almost got the shit beat out of me by some dude because I intervened because he was street harassing a woman and it scared the crap out of me and afterwards I was like oh. Well, maybe I shouldn't do that, but at the same time I'm not gonna stop. So I don't know. It's anyway, yeah. yeah. I was, I it was just one of the many conflicting things I had when I know, watching this I know. episode. Well I'm like I appreciated like what we were just talking
3: about, the way that Sam portrayed Sam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't gonna get confusing.
5: Right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we have
3: Sam Fain, our
5: host. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, that's what
3: but like we were saying before, I I did appreciate um Sam's per- portrayal of Samantha, because I think he did it sensitively, but to your point, there mm. were things like just him trying, just, he is a man, and he was trying to adapt to these situations, but some of the things that he was saying, you know, given that time period, like, Should yeah, you, you would have cost, yeah, yeah, like in the meeting with the, the I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but the car, um, you mm. know, where she starts piping in about the car design and how many miles per the gallon it gets and all that. I'm like, dude, you gotta, like, be quiet, because she, she will get fired.
0: Yeah. yeah, you know, it's interesting, too, because one of the things that I that I thought about a couple of times when watching this episode uh, is it, 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 obviously because of the win, but also because of the power dynamics between the sexes, it reminded me of Mad Men a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, this sort of slapsticky heightened version of Mad Men, but, uh, not that Mad Men didn't have those elements on occasion. Um... The, and there are these instances where I think it's very interesting to compare the way that the men reacted to, uh, you know, Beckett as Sam and and the way that, you know, the men on a show like Mad Men would react to, like, Peggy or Joan. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were some interesting moments, in particular that, that scene that you're talking about, where they're talking about the car, the car design. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the first scene where, you know, Sam gets to the office and has this new job, and, you know, and there's, you know, all this hustle and bustle around, and immediately he's getting hit on by this weaselly male dude who is just awful. Oh, he's, like, the, ar- I'm just going to call him Argyle,
2: because we're in that stupid yeah. Argyle store. Uh, oh, the one yeah. that sits on his desk? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he also, when he rejected him, just was like, okay, see you later, I'll hit on you more later. And right? Like, I don't know, he's supposed to be like, whoa, lady, like back off and it's interesting
0: because in a way it's almost like and I'm not saying that this was the intent at all but there are times when I almost feel like the men's behavior is excused but what's not excused is that they're not taking the women seriously yes Mm -hmm. like there's this moment where Argyle like you say is basically like being just an awful person I mean sexually harassing Samantha without a doubt and it's not that that is the bad thing, it's that he doesn't take her seriously enough right. when she's like, get away from me. Right, yeah. right. And it's 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 interesting. Which is
2: a thing that it, that is pretty accurate with how... Yeah. 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 It I mean, it, it, yeah.
3: to me, it just came up repeatedly in this episode, you know, these men that were rebuked by her, but they still keep coming back, and they play it as like, oh, she's just being hard to get. Right. I can conquer her. And to me, that's how I interpreted it, was, yeah, like she's telling you no. She's straight up telling you no, and you just keep coming back because you think that you can win this prize trophy for Mm -hmm. your case or whatever it might be. And it's like, I mean, at the same time, it's kind of disgusting, but it's like, you know what, that...
4: If that is accurate. Like I people can still do yeah, that. They do things. Yeah,
1: they <laughs> did. <do. So, laughs> I mean, we, I mean, um, it's been talked about in the news recently. There was the guy. I don't know what college campus he was. Like he was going to set out in the courtyard and play piano until his girlfriend took him back.
4: Oh, I remember that. And I was just like, I hope you're there forever. <laughs> actually, I know.
1: Actually, I think I think it stopped Maybe you because, try to I think it stopped because someone <laughs> say what.
3: So maybe he should have tried playing
4: Wonderwall.
1: Oh! I'll that up later. Uh, I think it stopped because someone physically attacked him. Oh wow! Like like wow. out of like like no, like you're being you're, you're being crazy. You're being a stalker. Stop this. You
4: you really well, are. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. But but to that note, uh, there was I think it was early two thousands. Uh, there was a play written by Rebecca Gilman called. It was either called Boy Meets Girl or Boy, Boy gets, gets Girl. girl. Mm-hmm. Boy Gets Girl. That, that oh explores God. this entire trope.
4: It's terrifying. Very
1: well. I've never seen it's play. Absolutely I've never it play out, I've read it. terrifying But,
0: well, you know, honestly, in that instance that you just spoke of where he's like playing Wonder it reminds me of that. Um, Zach Braff movie that came out like 10 years ago called Last Kiss. I don't know if any of you have seen it. Um, full spoilers about the film are on the way, so apologies if you haven't seen it or just fast forward like 20 seconds. Basically, he uh, ends up going to a wedding. Uh, there is a college student who is there. He it, has been with this woman for like 10 years or something, but they're not married yet. Uh, this college student, and he started up this flirty relationship. Eventually, he's like hangs out with her one day. They sleep together. Uh, college student kind of goes fatal attraction on him a bit and is pursuing him. He ends up thinking it's best to tell his, you know, living girlfriend, potential common-law wife, basically, that this thing has happened. Of course, she kicks him out of the house immediately, and that's that. Only it's not, because he then goes to uh, the woman that he's been living with for years, Her father and has this conversation, and her father like has this, you know, like, hey, if it's worth being with her, then you have to make her know that or whatever. And the end of the film involves Zach Braff basically sleeping on the front porch of the house that they've been living in together through like the wind and the rain, and like he's there for like 24 hours. And at the last scene of the movie, she opens the door and lets him back in, and it's just kind of like, oh,
4: it's the Lloyd Dobler effect, and it's just you know say anything yeah Jack Cusack with the thing it's like is he romantic or a creepy stalker he's actually kind of a creepy stalker
0: and all things aside like having to deal with, with things that we could talk about him the interesting thing is is that there's another character in the movie portrayed by Casey Affleck and he is actor <laughs> stuff aside with him the thing is is the character is like the only good person in the entire film who basically like from the get-go of the film lays it all out there and is like, if you do this, you're a piece of shit and this is what's going to happen and it's what you deserve. And by the end of the film is still saying, like, well, you're a piece of shit and this is what you deserve. Wow. Um and I mean, then you couldn't
4: take that in real life. You know, eventually <laughs> it's like,
0: yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's it's, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, um, Yeah, it it just reminds Mm -hmm. me of that, and this idea that like even after all of this, you know, it's 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 still okay. You know, it's like this guy can think he can play piano in the courtyard trying to get this girl back and eventually she'll take him back for whatever reason. Or you know, a guy can decide that he's going to change his lifestyle completely and that'll you know, and it's like (sighs) First of all, first of all, get some self-worth beyond the sense of having to have this one person in your life, which is something that applies to this episode later. Second of all, it's like you know, no, that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. No means no. It's yeah. over, it's
1: over. Move on. So to um, to move on more of the, the yes. plot of the episode, so one key thing to the plot we do learn in this is that uh, Buddy got a promotion. Yes, he's now a, the, vice yes. Yes. the vice president of development. Yes, and he had not told Gloria this because we yes. find out in this scene that they are engaged even though Buddy's Buddy married. Is married. Even though Buddy is married, yes, yeah, and like the really, kind of, the really just kind of pathetic, sad line. He's my fiance, if you can call a married man your yeah. fiance, yeah. And Sam um, has
0: been Samantha has been made his new, new secretary, secretary instead of instead of Gloria, yes. yeah. And, and
4: I love the line that Gloria has where, uh, so uh, Sam is saying, you know, are you okay with this? You know how? You know, I I, I know that you know he's your guy, and she goes, I'm fine. I'm always fine, which that, yeah. I just, I wrote that down because I'm just like, that's what we say all the time, because yeah. we don't want to say what we really feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, I that line, too. I'm always fine, because the rest is just too much. And,
0: you know, you start to get a sense, and it's very subtle here, and obviously it grows throughout the episode, but you do start to get the sense that, in some ways, as much as this friendship is important between Samantha and Gloria, that really they have enabled each other to make poor choices. Oh,
5: totally. Yeah.
0: Um, and 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 I think that that provides us a very interesting contrast, especially for the people around him, Sam Beckett, uh, for how he is behaving as Samantha as opposed to how Samantha behaves. Yes. Um, but yeah, the...
3: and that was kind of a problem with this episode for me too. Not to get too meta about it, but. It did kind of bother me that they needed this man to come in and fix these two women's lives. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, which really is what happened, Yeah, if yeah. you think about it. yeah, Like, like Sam, saves Samantha, man and... literally
4: <laughs> comes into
3: their lives. Right, like, but, why
2: couldn't have Sam, Samantha, have helped her friend any more than he could have? Yeah. Like, I helped mean, her off the wall, I don't... I because... Mean, maybe because he knew it was about to happen, he knew to be there, but I feel like, did he see anything that, you know...
4: Yeah, her, because she had gone through it, she knew... The backstory on Samantha like, is that she's, you know, out there a lot, too.
0: Yeah. Really,
4: <laughs> kind of. Well, I I mean,
0: before, Well, if you don't mind, if, yeah. before we get too much into that, because that reveal comes a little bit later, the the thing
1: that happens immediately after this, of course, is that Beckett gets called into Buddy's right. office. Yes. By the way, Buddy, I just wanted to throw out a fun note that I didn't know until I was reading the notes in Matt Dale's book earlier. During this scene... Uh, Gloria hugs Samantha, and there's a woman sitting at a desk in the office who looks over and gives them a disapproving look. Right in real life, that is uh, Dean Stockwell's wife.
4: Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> huh. um, I yeah. also liked the go over to the like the older, mm-hmm. more like well, I, I really wanted that woman to speak up more because in her face I read ladies. I have been where you are. Mm. That road leads nowhere good. Will you? I would love to have a conversation with you about this, but it's 1961, and ladies don't talk to each other that way right now. Interesting. I didn't get that at all. I, that's <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, got, I, I, think maybe that I was projecting like, my uh, no, but it's, 39 it's year old point. self
3: onto a lot of the 20 somethings I meet these days. But like, yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, know. I think that's interesting though, because when I saw that look, I read it as like this older woman who doesn't have, you know, the physical looks that these younger ladies have. And I saw it as a look of jealousy and, like... You, you guys are wasting my time.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's it was, what I saw. It, it was very much maybe also that. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was probably more likely. Right. Um. But uh. But yeah. I don't know. I liked her. I like. I liked viewing her as the silent crone. Uh. Which I use crone. <laughs> no, I use crone in the respectful, you know, pagan kind of way. Um. And uh. And yeah. That's that's kind that of kinda reminded me of like that scene from Aaron Brockovich with like
3: the older woman who's always so mean to Aaron when she comes into the office and thinks that she's not really doing her job well and because of the way that she dresses yes. basically and you know the way that she uh acts differently than the other ladies in the office um it's just interesting you know that mm-hmm. I mean that those dynamics are are interesting to explore as well the dynamics between women against women yeah mm-hmm. so
4: because um, we are our own worst enemies in a lot of ways unfortunately.
0: And I think that is something that the episode certainly explores too with the relationship between Samantha and Gloria and and it it keeps kind of uh, as the episode goes on it gets explored more and more and I think that there are certain elements that feel a little cliche and then there are some moments that feel very genuine. Um, But in this specific scene Sam gets called into Buddy's office. The first thing that Buddy does is lock the door. Yes. After I know. Matt Lauer. Uh, <laughs> <That's> that
4: right? <laughs> right? No, it's so funny. So I, in my head, and I knew, I knew that this, because I, you know, obviously seen this episode many, many years before, and I knew that this wasn't going to be the case, but when he turned around, like, in my head, I was like, oh, if this was real life, he would have his penis out. Like, right. That's like, yeah. he would just close the door, and I mean, I apologize to viewers with families, but, you know, it's like, that's, Right. That's what happens. Well, and
0: then, and then immediately, you know, of course, Sam is thinking that he's in there to take, uh, to take notes. I, I mean, I think, I think he has a bit of an idea beyond what's going to happen. But then Buddy basically launches into this whole spiel about, you know almost having an expectation that something is going to happen, that it's going to happen yeah. right now, that, like you said, Buddy would, quite frankly, be, you know, dropping Trow immediately like expecting something. that was part in,
4: in the job description
2: and,
0: and, like and, at the bottom. And he even goes on to say...
4: Other duties as assigned.
0: And he even goes right. on to say, out of all the women in the secretary pool, I chose you. Like... I chose you. Like, like I passed a lot
4: of more qualified qualified. secretaries because I want to nail you.
0: And the great thing is, is that you know, Sam has no trouble in calling him right out on it, and is like, this it's is great. sexual harassment. It's great. And Buddy, of course, is like, I don't even know what that is, because it didn't really enter the lexicon. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't
4: know what it is, but it sounds great. Which <laughs> yeah. it <sounds>, <laughs> actually like, kind of <laughs> a funny line. Also, kind of terrible. Like, but if you think about it, I'm like, oh, in I mean, didn't it, like that it would, would be kind, be kind of yet. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyway.
0: Um, and and to, and to wrap up the scene, and, and, and please feel free to continue talking about the scene, but just to kind of keep us on synopsis here, uh, after Beckett has rebuffed Buddy's advances, Buddy is like, uh, "This is an office. Go put on some
1: makeup. You have to look respectable." Right. Oh, I know well, also like rewatching rewatching this uh, episode uh, a few nights ago, I had forgotten about this, but the 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 really manipulative, emotionally manipulative thing he does. He says, "Ask your wife about sexual harassment," and he puts on this whole thing. I would, but. Should oh I was like, "Oh, I forgot what a piece of shit oh, you yeah. are." Do you,
4: how many times have I heard that line? Like, "Oh, it's just my wife or my girlfriend is just not giving me the attention I deserve," and and you're just yep. so interesting and fascinating and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, "Really?" I mean, the crap thing is, I've totally fallen for it a few times, so whatever. But like, it's yeah, it's a it's a real thing and it's hard.
0: I, I you know I. Without getting into too many specifics, because Lord knows who's listening, even though, quite frankly, these people should have to deal with it, but that's not my place to reveal anything. Uh, I was very, 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 very close to someone that you know, was in a relationship with a, a teacher, and he was married, and that was one of the things that he used, was oh, yeah. the fact that it's like, you know, well, yeah. you know, my wife's not interested, and my wife has to do all this, and my wife, you know, Dude. and it's like, I never get, you know, and it's just like, and even as she was telling me to try to explain and justify why she was doing it, she was being like, you know, well, you know, you don't understand, because his mm-hmm. wife treats him terrible, mall it's sort of like,
4: Dude, I, I mean, stuff, history, whatever. I've totally been the other woman. It's not a great place to be. The other woman never wins. Sure. <laughs> so don't do it. But yeah, it's just, you can fall into stuff really. I got nervous for a second that was going to be like the storyline.
2: Right. That she yeah. really was like a drunk. And I was like, I think I said you, I was like, please don't let that be. Please. Oh, that's what his wife really <laughs> and then was he, a true. When he yeah. closed the door and he kind of smiled, like satisfied, like, oh, I d- my line worked again. I was like, all right, I'm pretty sure we're... I don't like that either, but I
4: think that's not going to be the case, so... Yeah. I got nervous there for a second. Um, I do have to say one thing that's totally objectifying and I kinda don't care because I think we all know how I feel about Scott Bakula. Um, Scott Bakula looks amazing <laughs> in sleepless
5: tea dresses.
4: I was like, kind of thinking that oh, like so he looks pretty good. just the every every outfit that he wears in this episode, I'm like,
1: yes. I I, I don't think that's objectifying. I'm gonna take this moment to go on a tangent because I think it's yeah. relevant. So Earlier this week, I had a closing because I'm a a part-time real estate agent on top of being a massage therapist. I wasn't able to make it to the closing, and so I sent a colleague in my place who I've never met in person. We've just emailed back and forth. And so a couple hours after the closing, I texted my client and said, hey, how did it go? And he texted me back that it went well. Oh, and by the way, thanks for sending the cutie to the closing. L-O-L. No. And, really so, and so, 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 I was talking about it with Betsy later, and I was like, "Was that? Is that bad? I mean, cause like, yes. he, he did, <laughs> because like he didn't. The answer is yeah. yes. Because because like he didn't. I mean, he he just noted that in his own way. Maybe he could have said it in a in a in a classier way, but his own way, he was saying that she was attractive. Yeah, and, and, because, and, and there was
4: no better. reason for him to have commented on that at all.
0: Well, you know what? I will I will say that if you wanted to comment on it, fine. I'm not going to judge because I think it's okay for human beings to find other human beings attractive. Yes,
4: but you don't I talk think about to, it in a professional situation.
0: Sure, and to express gratitude to Dennis I, for yeah, that's sending that's the cutie, no, no, no. that's... That makes
2: it so okay, much worse. Yeah. If he had said the, the woman that you sent was really great. Yes, it was She's nice for even. Yeah, that's even all you have could have, have said.
3: Like, wow, well, thanks for sending that lady, or, um, you know, I she is really cute if she single or something. Yeah, but I the way that, like, cover. the way that he inferred that Dennis sent this for sent
2: him just for the eye candies yeah. to make yeah, yeah. It more. That's what. That's like.
1: I don't think he genuinely thought that sure. I sent an attractive woman in my place yeah, for goes. his. But Vegas.
4: then if it made herless. Like his reaction is inappropriate and I hope everybody listening understands that.
1: <laughs> because I think they they her net. job then was just
4: to be there to be cute like
1: <laughs> Yeah. Right, right. That's exactly. kind of what it yeah. came across as. Like, Not like the closing
2: was great like Thanks for sending the, you know, hot piece
4: of ass for me to look at. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, she was performing her job. Like, she was doing her job.
0: Right, and her job goes beyond looking a certain way. Right? Yeah. I
4: mean, and there are, and this said, like, this is why I can go back to my objectification of Scott Bakula. Like, he is, well, no, just like, he is in a profession where part of his job is to look attractive. And if he is doing that well, I think it's okay to say, wow, you are attractive. But in a real estate situation, Mm -hmm. yes, it is nice to look professional, dress well, like put your best foot forward, but you're not there to be somebody's eye candy or, you know, flirty mama. You're there to help in a obviously very stressful situation. I've never closed on a house before, but everybody Mm -hmm. says it's stressful. But like, no, Mm -hmm. like that's just... I
1: I, I will say in, in a situation like this when... When it's a pretty straightforward deal, pretty much the buyer's agent, it, yeah, is just it really there for is. moral support. Like yeah. we, we, we are of no actual use. Right. At, <laughs> no, <it's laughs> seriously, we, like are, we are we no actual use at the closing. If something comes up at the closing, yeah, the buyer's attorney handles it. Yeah, yeah. And our agent I mean, wasn't even there at the closing. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And all we are there to do is to provide moral support. Yeah. So,
4: I don't know. Anyway, that just okay. That just <laughs> skeezed me out like a lot.
1: duly
0: noted. It did. No, it did. It did me as well. Admittedly, like again, I don't think that there's anything wrong with people finding people attractive. No! I just think that the way that it was expressed and the context in which it was expressed. And I because, agree Because, like, yeah. because
1: like Betsy and I talked about it when I first read that, I was like, oh, I had the, yeah. I, I had that first reaction of like, oh Jesus, like, did yeah. you have to say that? And then I was like, but he didn't say anything like. Disgusting. He didn't get uh, sure. Even but you know itself, so it, it's
4: disgusting.
1: It, yeah, but yeah, it's, but like Betsy and I were just like,
4: don't ever it, tell it, her. It's don't not, ever tell. It's her.
1: not great. <laughs> right like no, no, no. Oh, oh yeah, God, yeah, God. yeah, yeah, no.
0: Oh God. Oh, the lady. Yeah. Well, and I oh, think that, no. Maybe there's maybe there's part of the key. You know what I mean? Like if you think something to yourself that you would not tell the person that you were thinking it about. Yeah. Oh God. You probably shouldn't share it with someone yes. else, especially if that someone else works with that person.
4: Okay, oh nobody ever wants to know what's going on in my if head. If you're like, sitting swear. At- <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you're sitting at a bar hours after you've closed with your best friend and you decide to say, "Man, the agent was really cute." Okay, fine. Yes. Right. I get that. Yes. But yeah, if you're like in that situation, it's yeah. like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was oh. really and the fact that <laughs> the fact that creepy. LOL came exactly. after, and it, it's like,
3: oh. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. and anyway. absolving yourself by adding that LOL right? Uh, right,
1: right. <laughs> no, but, I, but we'll, we'll, thank, well, thank you for that perspective. And Claire, yeah. I, I have to. Sorry, I'm like, I have Ugh. to agree. No, I have <laughs> to agree. With no, because I, because mean, I, because I, I had the same initial reaction. And the thing is, it's like. Yeah. as a real estate broker, the thing I've learned mm-hmm. is as a massage therapist, like people will like reveal the you know things that are mm-hmm. very personal deeply going on. And as a real estate broker, I've discovered that people reveal how racist and mm. oh, and really? biased they are. Oh, so his yeah. so so what he said was not ideal, but it is far from the, the worst, worst thing that yeah. I've heard yeah. oh, yeah. I've been a real estate agent. So,
0: uh, getting back to your initial comment, mm-hmm. I gotta admit, too, no, you're right. Like, his arms, like, I was like... Oh, they're great. Man. They're amazing. Like, they did a good job
4: Picking outfits yeah.
2: that looks good on him. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, they were definitely made for him.
0: And, then, well, there were some interesting moments, too, where, like, he was, you know, uh, uh, when he gets ready to leave the office at one point, I think this is in a later scene, and the guys, like, are checking out his ass. And there's even that moment where it's like, yeah, his butt does look good in that nice, dress. Nice. <laughs>
4: yeah. and, and, this is, and this is the thing. It's like, it's, it's totally okay to... Admit that you find someone attractive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I enjoy people telling me I'm attractive. I think it's great, but it all depends on the way you do it. And right. obviously, Absolutely. and in a work situation, no. Like you yeah. can't, you can't tell your coworkers you think they're hot. Well, you just can't do it. it like, was interesting
0: you say that. So at work the other day, a coworker came in and she had gotten a new haircut, and uh, one of the mm-hmm. one of the like boss bosses, like, looked at her and was like, and and without... Getting too deep into a full disclosure. He's gay. Yeah. But he even said to her, he was like, "Wow, your haircut looks really good." Wait, can I say that? Is yeah. that okay that I no, say and that? That's, and that's good. <laughs> and it's, it's like, good that right.
4: there's that hesitancy because yeah, I mean, telling somebody their outfit is you know it's a like good outfit or like you know oh I like your new hair or you know the color or something like that. Like offhand comments like that, like I think are totally fine. It's or like you look oh, nice
2: today. I think yeah. is usually
4: pretty fine. Right. Right? Yeah, I mean people but like, want to be complimented. But when you say, hey, you're filling out that dress nicely, oh, that you know no. what I mean, right? yeah. Yeah. and that's and that's a co- and that's something that I have heard before. Like uh, that's like an exact thing that I have heard at work before.
2: Jess, what did somebody know, say to you one time? Oh, I had a skirt, and every time I wear it, he'd be like, "Oh, are you wearing your lingerie today?" Yeah, <gasps> like what the? Fuck? Works, yeah I'm like, like It's uh, an office setting. I mean, yeah, God. yeah. Ew. There was a lot of I mean, issues with that. Said, that guy. Like, and, so so not
0: a, and not and not and like I've seen the skirt. It's a great skirt. It's it a looks, black
2: lacy, but it's skirt. just yeah, yeah. yeah. Sensible, it's not like see
0: through. It's God not enough. like you know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't
4: anything... Nope. Yep. Goodwill. It was just now for the win.
2: Like most of my class. and it was like yeah. past the knees. It yeah. wasn't like it was a little mini skirt. Yeah. yeah, it was just that's yeah. anything he could make a comment about. Yeah, no. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and like no, the thing so that was also kind of
3: interesting about this episode too, given that um, we're to understand that this woman is you know. Gorgeous. Like, knockout, drop-dead gorgeous. And it's kind of interesting because uh, a few years ago I was with my friend who is very much like that. She's knocked out, like, knockout, drop-dead gorgeous. And we were just standing outside of a theater, um, just chatting, shooting the shit... And some guy comes up to her, and he's like, oh, hey, baby, you know, what are you doing? And, like, just kept going on and on. Yeah. And she, the way she, I'll never forget the way she reacted. She's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. But she said it in such a way that made it so clear to me that she deals with this probably all the time. Every single day. All the time. And I was like, wow. Yeah. That sucks that you have to deal with that every day. And, because it's not... She doesn't have a choice to look like the way that she does. And then this isn't to be like, oh, pretty people have it so hard. Uh, not like that at all. But at the same time, it's like you really do have to deal with this every single day. And you have to deal with these creepos, you know, complimenting, complimenting in quotations. Um, and it just was kind of depressing. Really? Yeah. yeah. Just the way that she was so resigned
4: about it, like, well, okay, it, that's, it, it just goes, that's
2: another one.
3: It just yeah. goes
4: to show, like, because on the opposite side of that spectrum, like, mm-hmm. I have complete strangers, like, call me a fat bitch, like, mm-hmm. it, for no reason, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's it's the fact that people just, and men in particular, generally, feel like they can just say things to women about your appearance appearance, to someone they've never met before that they're never they're not going to have any other sort of interaction with and they just say it and they forget about it and they don't understand that it kind of ruins our whole day whether or not we want it to and we obviously don't want it to but like it just it's there
0: yeah. So there was someone that attended our wedding and, uh, she's been a very good, close friend of mine for probably like 10 years. Um, and she is, she's very attractive. Um, and there were people even like in the wedding party that made a couple of comments and I, at one point we were outside cause she wanted to take some pictures with me and somebody said something and I even had to be like, Hey, Hey. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, it's my wedding, it's my wedding, and I'm here with one of my friends that I rarely get to see, because she lives far away, and Mm -hmm. she's made this trip in, specifically for this moment, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I have to defend this person against people at my own wedding, because they're basically pulling a hey baby moment like you're talking about, and it's like, come on.
3: Well, yeah, and you think about that in the context of the episode, too, this woman, I mean, you know, given that she is so attractive, she does deal with it every day on a probably more um, consistent basis than, you know, say, just an average person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you take I, but I kept kind of going back and forth about it, too, because what we were saying, you know, her storyline suggests that she is. Somewhat of or they don't call it a gold digger. What was the line? It was like oh, she, I'm mentally prepared for that. a life other than this or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: Jess actually said that thing at I think didn't you make a comment like saying something literally you said gold digger last night I think
4: they but they say it in the he somebody said says it they like, said it now I'm a gold digger uh, yeah, yeah. He's
1: like now I'm a gold digger oh, and, right. and then Gloria says I no you're just mentally prepared for yeah. life
4: yeah. and I, life. I like how Gloria <laughs> just spends it that way I'm, I'm <laughs> a big fan of saying actually just say it like this it's mm-hmm. so much better not really <laughs>
3: But but um, yeah, it uh, it was interesting to me. And then like they have that line where she's like, "I just want to get married and eat a bunch of chocolates and like there, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and go shopping."
0: Yeah, one of the things that I wrote, and this kind of goes back a little bit to what I think you were saying earlier, Jessica and Annie. You said a little something about it too. That like the men are are in this episode for the most part are gross. They're very predatory. They're wolves. They're like literally, if this episode. What, it doesn't even have to be an if because I think that you could just do this. You could replace most of the male characters with literally cartoon wolves, like from you know from an old cartoon, just salivating all over the place, and the episode would still work. <laughs> I, I mean not nah, like yeah. I'm just sort of like you could just replace them with cartoon wolves and it would work.
4: Yeah, I
2: think, yeah. I don't they, feel like Gloria is all that well rounded. She's kind of. Um, a buffoon, too. I mean, she's, yeah. like, sobbing about so it. Right especially, one, yeah. one thing in this episode is Ugh. that she's upset because her her fiancé is married to someone else, and it's all yeah. she can think about. It. It's all she could talk about. It. And yeah. she's just every little moment, like, breaking down crying. And she's so narrow-minded about it. You're like, he can't be that it's over the top being an idiot.
1: And
0: not to skip it's, too far forward, but the thing is is we learn later that she's got an art degree. Yeah. Like, there's someone that clearly had enough drive and passion to go to school and get a degree in mm-hmm. art and wants to like design these cars and is like, I could do this better, but it's the only time we see anything like mm-hmm. that.
3: Though I will say, because I had kind of the same issue, I'm like, oh man, chick, like play yourself together. But we are supposed to; she is supposed to be to an emotional point where she about to commit suicide. Yeah, yeah. She commits or is thinking about committing suicide yeah. very seriously. Yeah, I thought about that too. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's, in terms of the actor's journey of trying to get yourself to that point to the climax of the episode, we're only
2: seeing the end yeah. of this. right. Yeah. yeah, that's the a end good of point.
3: the process. So by that point, she is that far deep into the hole that, you know, these little things do set her off, and she is emotional. So I tried to be, like... It's gotta be believable she'd
2: be killing herself in this totally unbelievable setting with unbelievable amounts of rain (laughs) coming down. (laughs)
4: And And then the brick falls Oh, my God. God. But it it is, I mean... (laughs) Not to get too personal, but, like, you can... Like quote unquote love can be an obsession. Like I think I don't know if, if you know we've all been in that situation before. We know people who have. So it's like it does. It can become an obsessive thing. Right. And and it, so in that way, I felt it was somewhat realistic, especially because she is in it so heavily, right. and right. her you right. know her mental health is deteriorating. Right. Um, and she is so single. Focused. Mm-hmm. Well, um,
2: they talk about how at twenty seven she's an
4: old maid right. now, you know, in yeah. this society.
2: So, which I mean,
4: kind of, I mean, but back then, you know, that was a little old, right? "Quote unquote, long right. in the tooth to uh, yeah. to be <laughs> unmarried." Yeah. Well, and you think, think
3: about it; like, she can't really at that point in time. There, there are no step ups for her. Yeah, like she would be the secretary for the rest for of, of
2: the job. I mean, if, yeah. you know,
3: obviously, there's. Uh, a rev- like somewhat of a revolution that happens years later where women do become more prevalent in the workforce Mm -hmm. but that hasn't happened yet and she doesn't know that that's going to happen yeah so you know marrying is like her way out and it's a way to a better life so i mean it's you know we kind of have to remind ourselves of that a little bit too that this is supposed to take place in 61 and we're not in 2017 and i think that like you know sam does that throughout the episode too um and like in the way that he tries to frame it in that perspective, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
4: Yeah. No, he, I mean, at some point he does, he does actually say, you know, you're, you're more than just need, like, you know, why, why, why do you boil everything down to, I need a man? Yeah. You know, why do you need a man to make you feel good about yourself? I think that's what he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, and that's something that I think, you know. People sometimes still need to hear now.
0: Absolutely, yeah. and, I th- and and to be and to be completely honest, I think that while you know certainly the power has been uh, lopsided for a very long time, I, I think that it's absolutely true, uh, and I'm glad that you said people as opposed to just women because I think it's true of men. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that they're... Oh, they're I know mod- men that yeah. don't
4: feel like they're worth anything unless they're in a relationship. Right. Too.
0: Absolutely. You
4: know, and I mean I. Obviously, as a, you know, lifelong singleton with no <laughs> no signs of stopping, um, I have, you know, pretty specific feelings about that. But, uh, sure. but yeah. Sure.
0: Well, you know, it's like you were saying earlier, too, though. I, I, I think that the important thing, it, it, it's like... You know love can indeed become or or what you think of as love or perceive as love in the moment can become something of a, a, an obsession and can become something of a you know the the only thing that's important your vision gets completely clouded, mm-hmm. and you have this tunnel vision, and that you know you are driven to extremes and I think that while um you know, that doesn't necessarily mean suicide, that there are certain extremes that you will go to that involve a certain amount of self-harm, mm-hmm. um, whether you, you choose not to pursue a certain job or you drink too much or, you know, you get into drugs or you do indeed, you know, think that your, your life, it means nothing and, and should be ended because of it. And so I think that, um... That there is that element. I would say that one of the things, without trying to get into, oh, they should have done this, uh, and it would have been a better episode, it would be interesting to have had a bit more perspective that if Buddy had maybe promised her beyond the marriage, if there had been some sort of, like, oh, that, that drawing that you showed me the one time, maybe I can get that... You know, seen by some of the executives, or maybe Mm -hmm. I can, you know, maybe I can further your career a little bit, you know, you want to do that, and I think that the thing that's interesting about that, again, not to, because they're generations apart, literally not only in when it was made, the episode itself, but also when it was set, it's interesting to think about in terms of Mad Men and a character like Peggy, and seeing her start off as a secretary, but move up, and at a time that was very parallel to 1961, Mm -hmm. you know, she, by that time, she was already pitching you know, advertising ideas, and that that wasn't completely unrealistic, while very, very, very rare, Mm -hmm. it was still, you know, that there was, there were a couple of women out there that were fighting that fight and being Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm going to be upwardly mobile, I'm going to do this other thing, because I'm better at it than that guy is.
4: And, for better or worse, a lot of women used their sexual relationships with their superiors to help get them those places and I know I'm going to get flack for saying that but it it did happen and I don't know if they're worse off for that it's it's vocabellian to be sure sure and I and I have controversial views well, on a lot of things and it totally still happens well, um yeah. but I mean but a dude if the dudes are dumb enough to fall for it I mean I don't right
0: know. <laughs> you know thinking about old Hollywood I I so um I I'm a big fan of classic films I was watching a movie um earlier this week and um Uh, Veronica Lake was in it and and then reading a little bit about her life and and it's just sort of like man you know she she had kind of a rough go but at times it sounds like some of that was her own fault but there's also you know a lot to be said about the fact that she might have gotten into some of the positions she did because she did use that Mm -hmm. but not in a way that it was like she was being I mean I guess one could argue maybe she was being preyed upon but at the same time she was using it as a way to get things that she wanted and so like you say it's like
4: It's it's a very fine double edged sword. Yeah, (laughs) I mean it's It's,
3: complicated. You know, it's complicated. And you think about like this always, right? And you think about this Harvey Weinstein stuff. I mean, I'm sure that there were many women who did sleep with him. Yeah, and they probably did see it as a way to get these you know roles that would win them Academy Awards Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And it's it's a complicated thing because, you know, at the same time, you're morally opposed to being like, oh, why would you ever do that? How could you let yourself sleep with this man? But at the same time, I mean, they they knew, you know, like, okay, this is my conscious choice. Yeah. Or, or maybe they, maybe, you know, it was a more subtle thing than, you know, this grand decision that she made. Like, little by little, maybe she resolved herself to the idea of that. So, I don't know. I mean, it's a complicated subject, and it's hard, it's easy to, like, place blame when you're not actually there and seeing it,
5: mm-hmm.
3: and, uh, and you know, and women, too. I mean, you know, women say, how could you, how could you let yourself do mm-hmm. that? How could you put yourself in that position? And, you know, it's it's not that easy, especially when you're in a position with somebody who is, basically controls the entire <laughs> industry, so you know, I mean, yeah, it, it happens, and it's
4: <laughs> you, you you never know how you're gonna react until you're in a situation, right, mm-hmm. and we don't always. We don't always do the right thing for ourselves. We don't always do the right thing for the sisterhood. But in the, in you know, in 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 the situation that you're in, in the time that you're in, you just kind of have to make the best choice that you can. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you know, and having been having been in situations where I've been in rehearsals or even auditions and seeing the way that um and 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 to be fair I have I I have a story of my own that I think would have ended a lot differently had the roles been reversed where I was being directed by a woman and there was a certain sort of flirtatiousness that was not necessarily completely welcome but also not completely you know shut down that you know she was kind of pursuing and that I was sort of being like uh, I just want to do my work and you know let's mm-hmm. you know that's that's fine that said having seen that situation completely reversed with friends of mine and seeing the way that they were treated by male directors and knowing for a fact that the pressure was completely different, it's, you know, it it, it creates a a very unwelcome dynamic, and Mm -hmm. I think the thing that a lot of people forget, and this is one of the things that makes a lot of the allegations and the story so interesting right now, is that that environment is not good for anyone.
5: No. And the Mm -hmm. fact
0: that there are people that were a party to it and watching these things happen and seeing, you know, what was being done to their, their co-workers and not realizing, not having sense enough to say, as great as the project we're working on is, imagine how much better it could be if we didn't have to put up with this shit. Yeah. You know, if we didn't have Harvey doing these things, this movie would be even better than it is. And let's not forget, and, and this is why it's important sometimes to separate the art from the artist, there's some great fucking work that was coming out of that studio, and mm-hmm. I think that to, to take a, to take a moment to take a step back and be like, shit, it probably could have been even better had it not been surrounded by all of this, all
4: the creepiness and mistrust and yeah. abuse, and yeah, yeah. So we're,
1: we're back really... to the episode. Yeah. Uh, so so <laughs> Samantha. So so now uh, uh, Beckett. Yeah, yes, I think created a great shorthand. So right. Beckett is in the bathroom applying. Lipstick. After putting this makeup on. At Buddy's Direction, and then uh, Al appears, just lamenting that they didn't have the wet look in 61. Yeah, because your lips would look great wet. (laughs) He actually says that line. Mm.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross.
1: A, 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 a and then, also, then, then he immediately yeah. turns himself into the victim about how hard this is oh, yeah. Yeah. because do uh, how does how it be- because exactly. time has packaged his best friend inside a goddess of love and to so we get <laughs> oh, we we do get in this scene also
0: a bit of sort of arc mythology stuff if you will we're introduced to off screen to the character of Doctor Verbena Beeks mm-hmm. Project Shrink who's the yes. Project Shrink yes mm-hmm. and uh, um, who we don't really see much throughout the series but she plays no. a much larger role in the. In the in novels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. Because right. we only see her like twice in the episodes, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, back-to-back episodes. Yeah, back-to-back right. episodes. Yeah, season finale and season premiere episodes. Yeah, and we never even get to hear her speak. No.
4: No. Anyway.
0: Um, and so we get, uh, uh, we do get this also fascinating moment that I actually spoke about earlier off mic, um, where Al says... Something about Doctor Beaks thinking that this all has to do with some sort of repressed homosexuality. That comes in a later scene. And it, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. it's a later scene. Yeah. That said, it's the one moment where Al says something, and I'm just sort of like,
1: okay, okay, let's go with let's this for a down. moment. Yeah, we, when we get to that moment, yeah, yeah I have, I, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that. But Al is, Al is definitely, it's, it's a I problem. And again, it's, just, yeah.
0: it's because it's so, it's so just kind of. It's weird, and you can you can tell in some ways that Stockwell is struggling with it as well. Because there are some deliveries that he has where it's almost
1: like the actor is just being like, I can't believe I have to say this shit. Right? You know? <laughs> I don't know, because on the flip side of that, I've also read, thanks to, to Matt Dale's book, is that the episode where Terry Hatcher guest starred... Uh, Dean Stockwell apparently was someone, like, when he wasn't called on the set, he hung out in his trailer. He's a very private person. He just likes to keep to himself when he's not called. However, the episode that Terry Hatcher guest starred on, he was out of his trailer a hell of a lot more often on set.
5: Oh, my.
1: Not to say that he's a lich. Sure, sure, sure. But it it did seem like he, he does like to be in the company of a... I'm an attractive woman.
2: People notice that, too. I mean, you, you notice when somebody's, like, around a lot more than they need to be, mm-hmm. and it's like, it does mm-hmm. come across as creepy. Yeah. And, and this is... So uh,
1: cool. And also, speaking of lore, this is a, a great time maybe to interject it, is that um, they, they go out of the way in this episode, and this obviously because it's part of the plot of the episode, that Al sees Sam as the person that he leaped into. Right, which is... Which... Uh, this is the one and oh, only yeah. episode where, well no no in, in, the, in the episode where he li- colored truth when he leaped into a black man they made a reference that that but then after that point anytime they make a reference they, they very yeah. heavily implied that Al actually sees Sam as Sam and there is a novel I can't mm-hmm. remember which novel it is there is a novel that that expands upon the storyline that says that after this episode, because of all of the issues that Al had with Sam as a woman, they tweaked Ziggy in some way so that going forward, Al saw Sam as Sam. They, like, realigned his neurons in such a way so he can see. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, What what a
4: convenient Uh, uh, plot noise. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that, though, because that would... I mean, because he, he... Al is having a really hard time like doing Pun his, his, his <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. No, no, no. Points, <laughs> points. Um no, no, no. but he's 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 having a difficult time, you know, actually helping Beckett in this episode because he's so distracted by Samantha's visage, if you will.
0: He can't even perform with Tina.
4: Right.
1: (laughs) That comes later, yeah. Oh,
4: God. God. Which is its own other go talk to the doctor
1: about situation. Uh, But but. to bring it back on track, like, so, uh, at the end of the scene, Gloria comes in, it turns out that, that, that Buddy was holding off on telling her about the promotion because he wanted to be a surprise. He wants to marry me, she storms out, and then Sam says, what happens? And then Al says, well, when he finds out that Mr. Wrong doesn't marry her, she commits suicide.
4: Which I was just like, what? Really? Really? <laughs> like, what? Why? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I wish they would have not Why? had that happening on top of sort of the sexual harassment. Stuff. Yeah, like,
4: the, this could have been two totally separate, very Things. awesome episodes. Yeah, and um, when you try to
2: put it all into one, it just makes it feel, I don't know, it just sort of belittles the experience that the girls are going through in a way, because yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. A, Disguise down. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, really just know. like, ooh, who is me? You yeah.
1: know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. On the flip side of that, I will say this episode was written by Deborah Pratt, mm-hmm. who she's only I think she's only credited as a, a co executive producer. I'm gonna call her the co creator of the series I because think she, she was. because she was it's. Don Belisario's wife
5: hmm.
1: throughout much of the series and, and he's that. credited as a series creator. Yeah. yeah. And, and basically, like when they were creating the series, like Belisario was bouncing ideas off of her. So I'm going to go ahead and call her a co-creator. Do it. Uh, But I I think this is a very, for its time, it was a very progressive episode. And she also wrote Color of Truth, which was the first episode where Sam leaped into a black man. Which was one that Belisario tried to talk her out of writing. Hmm. Like, he was like, no, 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 no. Like, like that's a second or third season episode. Like, we got to get established first. Uh, but the network NBC yeah. was like, no, let's go for it. Yeah. Well, and yeah,
3: and it's interesting. I mean, we have to remind ourselves, this was 1991. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. 60, Or 61. Well, when the episode was... Oh, what 89. was it? 89.
4: 89. Oh, 89. Oh, 89. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm close enough. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All, yeah. Close enough yeah. yeah. so
3: 80... I mean, it was a, 1989. Like, that was a long time ago. And for the time... And for this to be on NBC...
1: Mm-hmm. It's true.
3: It's also... It's... I mean, you know, we have to cut them a little bit of slack. Right. Like, we're being pretty harsh on on the (laughs) writing but uh with that said though I mean you know like we were like we were saying it does water it down a little bit with multiple (laughs) storylines and then but then they also only have 45 minutes to tell this story
0: yeah Yeah, well you know I will say it is very interesting to to touch real quick on the on the subject of suicide that it's not the last time that Quantum Leap will deal with that and I would argue that when it does it in a couple of later episodes, it does it much, much better. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, you know, one of them has to do with, with Vietnam and, and, and Vets, and I think it's it's handled mm-hmm. really well. Um, there's there's also an episode that I don't want to speak too much about just because I think saying anything about it would, would give too much away that, that it, it touches on it a bit and it, and it handles it a lot better. Um, potentially one of the most controversial episodes of the... The series, uh, but th- all that said, yeah, in this episode, it certainly does. I think it it, it 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 almost feels like too much. It just, you know, in
4: some ways, it just almost reinforces the uh, the you know poor girl stereotype of you know oh I can't have a man so what is my life worth yeah and again I
0: I, I think and not to say I should you know they should have done this or they should have done that but again if they would have maybe played up a little bit more of Gloria's career desires and that it ruins beyond her love life ruins her career like you know again not that that would be any reason to take your own life, but that I think that the, it would have heightened the stakes a little bit more. As it is, again, it just feels like that that weird caught between the melodrama of you know an early fifties movie or late fifties movie and 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 an early sixties you know rom com at times. It just right. feels like caught in between those two genres in a lot of ways to me, and uh, it doesn't.
5: Yeah,
3: I
0: don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't often work.
3: Yeah, I mean the episode. It to me it doesn't even seem like. Samantha's story or Gloria's story. It feels like Sam's story of mm-hmm. dealing yes. with uh-huh. being a woman. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, and maybe that's okay. Maybe that's, you know, a fine episode to have. Sure. But at the same time, I kind of wish that it was more,
2: more mm-hmm. of the other
0: two-girls yeah. story.
3: Um, but, I mean, it was still it, it was still interesting to see how they handled it, you mm-hmm. know.
0: It all, you know, but, it almost made me wonder, too, how if there was any influence from uh, the film Tootsie. Just because there, there are some mm-hmm. th- the things that Sam does or says, mm-hmm. especially in his, you know, his narration, that kind of make me think of. And which is funny because I would argue that Tootsie is more like. Uh, Jessica Lange's character's story than it is Dustin Hoffman's story, which yeah. is something that the movie does really well.
4: It's such a yeah. good movie.
0: And, and yeah, whereas this episode, you're right, it feels almost more like, it, to use the parallel, Dustin Hoffman's story, you know, or or, or Scott Bakula's story, Sam Beckett's well, story. So it's
4: revenge at it the end. Uh, That's what... Like, oh, gosh. Oh, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll, go we'll revenge. get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one thing is a bit... Of, I do want to say, so... Samantha Stormer, like that is a superhero oh, name. That's a name. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> like I just we haven't touched on that yet, and I just I love that her name is Samantha Stormer. Because yeah. she should either be like a superhero or a UFC fighter or like <laughs> something. <laughs> Fighting than, out of Detroit. Yeah, other than yeah. an executive assistant. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with being an executive assistant. Um, <laughs> obviously. Absolutely. Um, right. Yes.
1: So from there we go into uh we were talking about this uh, off mic before we started recording. Uh one of the more complicated mirror shots that they've ever done in the series of, of Sam getting dressed and, and Gloria coming in, which they were able to accomplish with a, a a two-sided set and the fact that the actor playing, Gloria, uh Jean Sagal, has a twin sister that they were yes. able to use mm-hmm. on the on the opposite side. was a really cool it was a really cool shot. Now that being said rewatching the episode, I find some some of Sam's dialogue voiceover, a little problematic, like women are part masochist, blah, 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 oh, blah. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, yeah, no. I'll shut up and let the,
0: yeah. Well, I, but I, I want to throw in a couple of real quick things, um, uh, just to kind of stay on what we normally do here. Uh, Buddy is played by John Calvin, who did a lot of TV, uh, all throughout the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Um, just around a lot, uh, uh, all the normal TV shows with the guest spots, etc., that we talk about with other guys, uh, and gals that we've, we've discussed within the context of, of the acting world. Uh, Jean Segel, the interesting thing about her, not a lot of acting work, actually. She did uh, a few series, you know, guest spots here and there in the late 80s, early 90s, and then became apparently uh, an associate director and producer on a lot of TV shows, including Two and a Half Men and Two Broke Girls, uh, which I just wanted to mention those because... CBS comedies apparently have to have the number in them at some point. Um, uh, they're, they're, yeah, you know, it's it's a show about two and a half men. Yeah, it's a show about
1: two broke girls. Well, yeah, um, two so, white guys in their thirties. Yeah. Hey, CBS, <laughs> Sam and I are looking for work. You want to? You want to give uh, us a Thursday night slut?
0: So, yeah, so I, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that out there real quick um, because I, I, I yeah. Oh, and one other thing that this particular scene also heightens to me is it's really weird to hear Sam called Sam. Yeah, uh, because we've we've heard it a lot at this point, and and we hear it again in this particular scene. Gloria is like Sam, Sam yeah, you know, says it a lot, and so it's just kind of interesting, you know. It's like Sam is getting oh, yeah. called by his name.
2: Is this where she says, like, "Can you please leave the house tonight?" Because he's coming yes. over. It? Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. I, and it's it, this made me laugh because you know, living with roommates, aside from the whole married person aside, there is that whole like okay, hey, so can you just, like, not be here for a little <laughs> while? <laughs> <laughs> just, like, oh, that me of yeah, college. That, yeah, that it never changes. <laughs> yeah. um,
3: that dog is super cute.
4: Oh, I <laughs> <my> You know, <laughs> I, throw I didn't
2: think, so they want her, uh, Sam to walk the dog, but that means she's got to come back. So yeah, I
4: that's was,
1: the like, thing. It seems like a weird thing. How long oh. do you keep the dog? Like, oh, there's hey. a tiny
4: little dog. You With, can't walk that dog for two hours straight. <laughs> With like. Buddy's
0: whole line about not knowing their roomies, and if he was a different man, perhaps oh, that's the, exactly that he what he wants. Yeah.
4: Oh, my gosh. Come I totally forgot about, two about, two about two that line, <sighs> <I> too. If <sighs> I was a different man. You, know, you it, wouldn't be here. That's how Sarah responded. Yeah, I, I wanted, love that. I love that. So great.
1: No, it just now occurred to me how Buddy shows up, at this apartment, like after sexually harassing Samantha earlier in the day. And it, it just occurred to me just now, like, I don't think he's worried at all that, oh, he that is Samantha that Samantha's me. gonna out him no. to to what and did. you know, let's let's go back over because
0: we have skipped over a scene in between the getting ready in the morning and Buddy coming over. That there's this great scene where uh, Beckett is in Buddy's office taking notes while like one of the other executives is in the office. They're talking about mm-hmm. a car, He's a actually, car I design. That guy. I can't
4: remember who is, <coughs> but anyway, yeah, I,
0: I didn't, you know, I didn't take a note there. But um, they're they're having this conversation about the car and. Uh, and Beckett decides to just bring up all these great points about how awful this automobile is yeah, that like, buddy has designed. The fuel
4: efficiency yeah, and, you know, it, yeah. and all of that. And he's like, Well, I didn't design it for secretaries or whatever. Yeah. And mm. oh and then he makes a coffee analogy, which I'm sorry people, there is no oh. way you, like everybody like it just reminds me of Eddie Izzard and Dressed to Kill. Like you can't make a coffee analogy mm. without it being a horrible joke. Like it's just no, it doesn't work.
0: And the thing so, is is going back to what you were saying too about like knowing men that are like this is I know a guy oh, that, yeah. like his line and I've heard it so many times I'm just like stop fucking saying that yeah. his line is like well I like my women like I like my scotch 18 years old and I'm like uh,
4: you're,
0: you're like one step shy of a pedophile yeah.
4: like no. stop and I, I wouldn't even say yeah. it's one step I think yeah. it's like a quarter
0: <laughs> a you're, you, like you, that's like, yeah.
4: Yeah. like
0: and, and it's like and he just he, I've heard him say it so many times, yes, yes. and it's a, to even, women? even as a joke. Uh, I don't know that I've ever heard him say it directly to a woman, but I've definitely heard him say it at a table with women. <laughs> like he and I were out, and he's older; he's like in, in his like late forties. But, <laughs> but I've heard him say it. But I've heard him say it. In front of... And in front of younger women. Like, even in, in the case of one instance where, like, the women were younger than I Everyone was. Everyone
2: like, at that table is like, thanks for letting us know to stay with Right?
5: You. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so we have the scene, and then... Uh, uh, Buddy Shoes Beckett out To, to get some coffee and, and Gloria approaches And Sam has this moment it's Like I, I want to go home I want to pop some Microphone and, start to be yeah. and Gloria goes Oh that time of the month Huh oh, okay. It was funny I was watching this episode With Betsy And Betsy is only Somewhat familiar with the show So she's not clear On like the body The body or mind Leaping And she was like Does Sam get his period In this episode <laughs> <laughs> like, She was excited is like, awesome. like, like, like is this a learning experience Like does Sam get his period Oh yeah. my gosh uh, That was so cool Right
0: um. Yeah, but but uh, there is something to be said <laughs> going going back to trying to focus on some of the good stuff and and just overall plot and arc of the show in general. There is something really great about the way that Sam says, "I just want to go home." Yeah. yeah, you know, and it, and 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 where it comes from. Sure, you're just sort of like, dude, like. It's, you know, it's going to be okay, but at the same time, it is really, there's just something really nice about the way that he's like, I just want to go home, Mm -hmm. and it's like, man, imagine how you would feel if you, because at this point, you know, he's probably been doing this for like a good six months, you know, he's maybe even more for all we know, and, Mm -hmm. and it's got to be. Yeah. yeah, I just want to go home. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Which is a, no, I a feel theme, my own problem. I was going to say yeah, the show. I think, think, think we all
4: had that work day where it's like oh. one in the afternoon, <laughs> and you're just like, can I just have a beer and a bath? Yeah, <laughs> like, please,
0: just please. take me home. <laughs> Get
4: out of here. Um, <sighs> yes, hot and sweet. And there is
0: this moment of when, 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 when he, like you know. <Right>.
3: What I like saying? my coffee. Yeah. I said, like my coffee.
0: Like a like black with no soul. <laughs> like, uh, uh, as As Beckett is walking out, and this is the moment where I was like, "Hey, Sam's butt looks good in that." Actually, is they they do they both. Even though the older executive, there's a moment where he's like, "Oh, she has good ideas," and it's like, y- "Yay!" But yeah. then as soon as Beckett leaves, he and Buddy are both just watching like, Yeah. And it's right. like, damn it. Like, you you know. were so close, old dude. You were so close. Like
4: you know what old dude's gonna do is take her ideas and go, So, yeah. these are now mine. Right. And right. yeah.
0: What we need, gentlemen, is what more we fuel need is a fuel
4: efficient car. Yeah. Oh. Um, I did like the Edsel joke that was yeah. uh, in that episode, that
0: was a little, like... Which, I, yeah, they stopped producing, I guess it was still being sold as late as 1961, but they stopped actually producing the car in 1959, mm-hmm. I think is what I read. Um, yeah, th- this scene, too, there's some funny stuff about how, like, people are gonna love their, they, they're gonna right. want their cars in the future the same way they want them now, with fins and, you yes. know, all this sort of, like, futuristic <laughs> no, stuff. No, and truck trunk like,
4: space, but a bigger gas yeah, tank Yeah, forty so gallons.
1: Oh, Three well, cents a gallon.
4: I'm pretty sure when I was in high school, I filled my Chevy Cavalier for $12. Filled it up for $12 15 yeah. well, I But can, it was a much more fuel-efficient car.
0: I can remember, like, when I was in high school, I there was a time when I could uh, uh, pay less than a dollar a gallon yep. for gas. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. We're yeah.
5: old.
3: Yeah.
0: My dad would give me 20 bucks on a Friday night, and I was like... I'm putting gas in the car. I'm going to a movie. I'm gonna get some Wendy's afterwards. I might, even, I might even go <laughs> to the like, bookstore and buy a book. We know? were like the same person. <laughs> <high school>. <laughs> 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 it's my Friday night. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Wendy's uh, chicken nuggets for life. Yes.
5: Oh
3: God.
0: Oh, yeah, and mm. a frosty. And a frosty. Yep. Yeah. A frosty. Yes.
3: Oh my anyway, climb leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, So then after this scene, yeah, there's the moment by the coffee maker, and then uh, we see Beckett getting mm-hmm. home after a long day. Yes. Clearly not. He, he's changed into, like, some flats. You right, know? his
4: little cute little tennis show yeah, tennis, yes. And I love how he refers to the heels as Iron Maidens.
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah. Drops. I had to change out of my Iron Maidens. Oh, my God. Gloria is very concerned. Are you going to go to the movies? And that's when Buddy arrives with the dog. Like, what the fuck does he have the dog for? Right.
4: Also, know, right? what is Gloria wearing to have somebody over at her apartment? I know apartment? it's like an evening. Yeah, ball. yeah. 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 I'm I was like, like are, are you that? guys going to the theater? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I wearing, just, like a spaghetti strap dress. Yeah, hair was all I, I just yeah. always
1: assumed that, that Buddy had the dog because that was his mm-hmm. excuse of getting out and away from his.
4: Oh, totally. Uh,
1: totally. Although,
4: she, when we talk to her later, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's all we'll, we'll like. Yeah. He, anyway, yeah, but, eh, yeah, appearances. Uh, maybe he just really loves that dog.
1: Oh, I mean, and.
4: I would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's <great. laughs> it's adorable. Yeah. Oh, it's adorable.
0: We do get, so when Sam goes out, we get another scene with Al, which is where we get the repressed. Homosexuality, thing. Yeah. I'm gonna need five years of therapy to deal with this according to Dr. I'm, B's. Not, I'm, I'm not
1: performing with Tina. I'm not, yeah.
0: He's very upset. He's more concerned about his own plight than he is, you know, Sam Beckett's plight. We do get an interesting thing the first time we get a visual of the door effect, mm-hmm. the glowing mm-hmm. bluish-white door opening and closing that Al disappears into. Yeah. And at this point, Sam Beckett is very much just like, yeah, go ahead, get the hell out of here. Like yeah. I I I'm tired of, of feeling this mm-hmm. way. And again, it is interesting, and I feel like it's not done in the most subtle way, but it's also not done too nail over the head that we get this nice little progression of Sam not only having to wear the dress, but getting more and more of an idea, socially conscious as Sam Beckett might be, of feeling what it actually feels like to be in a woman's shoes. Yeah. Not only is he like literally in these shoes, but he's also getting that... It's like, I'm tired of being stared at and ogled by you. Get out of here. I'm tired of wearing these goddamn shoes. I'm tired, you know. So we're getting this sort of, like, sense of, like, he's actually feeling these things as opposed to just being, like... I'm a good man, and I will stand up for all women. It's more like, no, I get it. Right? This there, there's, sucks. there's
4: some there's some actual physical empathy
0: yeah. going on there, yeah. which
2: is nice. Yeah. And you have that moment where um, Al almost gets hit by the bus. Oh.
4: Right. Okay. I was I was saying, why did, it, they yeah, throw why did you tell him to watch out? I yeah. mean, he's like, watch out, Al. But he's like,
2: oh,
4: I mean, hologram. So, <laughs> you know, eighty nine special effects. Like it, was cool. it, it just seemed mm-hmm. like they were yeah, like, let's it. throw a special effect in here. Yeah, a, much. a bit of levity. Um but wait, I what? have something here, I don't remember what it is. Eh. Yeah, what? the whole thing with uh, uh
3: Al and the repressed homosexuality, um I mean it it <laughs> I'll be honest, when I first saw Quantum Leap, I thought that the actor playing Sam was gay. Mm. I did think that. Okay. Um but it sounds like he isn't.
0: No, uh, no. Scott Bakula not. Scott
4: is not gay. Or um, at least that we know of. No, no, no. Oh, Nuts Dean scampi- Stockwell? Dean Stockwell. Sorry, what did I say? Oh, no no no. oh
0: the okay. no, 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 no. yeah, not... Yeah, no, not Scott
3: scampi- D- D- I D- mean, he did
0: hang out a lot in the desert with, like, you know, Russ Tamblyn and Dennis Hopper and Neil Young dropping acid, so who knows hey. what happened during this time? So those possibly, a little, possibly you know? a little, a little flexible. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. If you have Creed's line just at just the side. office, it's you like,
5: know.
0: once upon a time, I made love to many women in the mud, and you never know. Man might have slipped in. It's true. There's no way to tell. There's no (laughs) way to tell. Stuff and things. Uh, Anyway. Um, um, That's
3: interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I got that when I first watched the show, and then I was kind of like, well, maybe he's not. And I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter. Who cares? But in this episode, it did kind of matter a little bit because I was thinking, I'm like, did they write this because he's gay? Like, write his character like this because (laughs) he's gay? Or this uh, subplot about that? And, uh, But, I mean, it is interesting, though, that they brought that element in because I guess it does make sense. If you put so much of your persona into being this ladies' man and someone who, um, you know, takes women's appearances uh, very strongly and, and reacts to that very strongly. So it's like, yeah, okay, I guess it does make sense that if you are very attracted to this person who's actually a man, I guess that would really, you know, make you question who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm
5: -hmm. So,
3: in that regard, it does, uh, it does make sense. And you should
0: welcome that. Welcome these conversations (laughs) with yourself, people. It's really important to think about these things. Well, and it is interesting, because I agree with you, Claire, and I think one of the things that's kind of fascinating about Al's character is I want to, in some way, defend, I suppose, the way that he is because there's something very sort of bohemian and earthy about this idea that he even has the line in Honeymoon Express, I have loved every woman that I've slept with at the time I slept with them.
5: Mm-hmm. And
0: there's something about that that's just sort of like, you know, I, I get the, I get the look on your face, Jess, I totally get where you're coming from, but uh-huh. at the same time... There is something to be said about like there are some people out there that there is that just that primal sexuality mm-hmm. that says like I want to be with this person tonight and yeah. I'm going to be with this person and I'm going to give them everything I've got and then I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to go about my day. And it's not predatory. No. It's not. It's just it's this natural. It's perfectly
4: acceptable. Brain. As long as everybody's on as the as, same page. Yes. Exactly. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. The unf- fortunate thing is, and is, I think that some of this is the product of the time in which it was written, is that there is instead more this idea that Al can Al can have that. That Al can think that that's what he's doing, but it doesn't matter what the person on the other side of the equation thinks. She can be fed drinks, she can be a yes. damsel in distress, she can be, you know, in other words, he it's just more, it's still conquest, right? Mm-hmm. And so when he's confronted with this sort of like, this notion of being attracted to his best friend in a way uh, that instead of, like you say, exploring it and instead of taking this sort of like it's natural, you know, we're sexual creatures, and I am seeing my new, my best friend in a new light, Mm -hmm. instead of kind of being like, what does that mean? What does that mean about our friendship? What does that say about the type of love that I must clearly have for this man, because we are so close, and we are friends? What does that say about the possibility of the physical nature of it? Instead, it's turned into this gag. Yeah. Instead, it's turned into a
1: joke. Yes. I mean, and rewatching the episode, you know, I, I had thoughts on that. It's like, Yeah, the there there are touches of of talking about like uh, I think men have uh, straight men have a hard time dealing with having like uh, very deep non romantic love for another man and not being able to separate that from non uh, to separate that from from sexual love.
4: It's it's a huge problem in American society. Yeah,
1: and I was like when when I was in high school, like me and my best friends, we were uh we were homophobic in the way your typical high school person in a rural community is oh, like yeah. like we didn't go out you know we didn't go out of our way to like to hate gay people but we thought that you homosexuality about it. yeah we laughed about it and we thought that you know that being gay was wrong mm-hmm. on the flip side like just us hanging out with each other we would constantly make gay jokes with each other mm-hmm. and how we were gay and having sex with each other mm-hmm. and <laughs> I mean me me and my two best guy friends like we have like this ongoing like text right yeah. and we'll even still like slip that in into our text messages yeah and i think <laughs> Say what?
3: Nothing. Nothing. Uh, said? I said pun Intended? Um, Slip it in. in. Uh, yes. I'm so and sorry. No,
0: no, 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 no. You
1: make those. Annie is a 13 year old boy and no. is no. uh, uh, If Sam and I were to make those jokes, it would be creepy. But I think like like back, that's the
4: conversation we're having. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's
1: right. And, so, and so like that is, is me and my friends' way of dealing with that. Like we have like this like this deep yeah love for each other. Yes. But also like this this thing like like lock, lock into us like mm-hmm. if, if you love something you must want to fuck it yeah, yeah. and right. that is
0: not well, and it, it's interesting too because I've had I've had friendships where um, I'm, I'm I think I'm thinking of two things right now actually one of which is that being in a car with a gay man by the way and having a you know how I know you're gay conversation which is hilarious because it's it's this it's just this wonderful dynamic where the gay man is telling me, you know, I know you're gay, and then I'm looking at the gay man saying, like, you know, I know you're gay, right. and it's like, it's just, it's, it's, it is, it's a joke, and it's fun between the two of us, and there's no, like, there's, you're not taking it seriously, and how, however, if it were, like, a couple of straight dudes doing that, it could be expressed in a very uncomfortable way, it could be expressed
1: in a very mean-spirited way, mm. it could, or it could just be joking around, it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, me, meanwhile, like, me and my friends in high school, like, speaking of, like, driving around, like, we had the running joke of, like, we'd be out driving, cruising around together, we'd come to a stop sign, and then the person driving at the stop sign would go, which way do we go? And the other person would go, straight. <laughs> only in direction. Uh, <laughs>
4: uh, well, well, oh that's so funny because when so I, I I'm a long story short I'm, I'm a pansexual woman but you can call me by if you want to it's just how I put it um but uh when I first came out in, in college we we were so like militant and I my nickname was actually Rainbow Tough for many many reasons <laughs> I know and I, I, I love it it's my that's favorite awesome. nickname of all time um the new podcast but,
1: Rainbow Tough on the <laughs> Face Wide Wheel podcast Pro- network probably
4: not but <laughs> Dream day, dream day. Anyway, um, and and we would at any time we were going forward through a stop sign, we would call it we like we would call it gaily forward because we were so so gay mm-hmm. that we would not call anything straight because we were just that <laughs> gayly forward and that's you guys all in the car together
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even, I even thinking of my, of my my really close friend he was, he was in my wedding party even like there was a moment where after he got married I looked at him at one point and we'd been joking around and I was just like you know how I know you're gay and he's like how and I was like you married a dude yeah and like, <laughs> 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 and you know, and like and we laughed and it's you know and it, 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 it is interesting to think about the progression from being because I can remember in college playing basketball and it, we're all straight and and one of the guys like he he ended up I can't remember exactly I think he jammed his finger and he got ready to call you could tell like it was started to come out of his mouth he got ready to call one of the other guys a, a derogatory yes. word that starts with an F, yes. and it was just like, "Whoa!" And you know, we're all like theater majors, and so we're very sensitive. To that we were actually even in a production of the Laramie Project at the time that this was happening. So, we're, the, oh sensitivity God, being, the sensitivity, the <laughs> sensitivity is even heightened. And so, as the word started to come out of his mouth, yeah. like the other three of us, because two on two, the other three of us are like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is not cool. Um, but also just thinking about some of the relationships that I've had with a couple of my male friends and also knowing that you do kind of have to gauge it because I have male friends that would not be okay with this but other male friends where it's like sometimes you want to hug someone mm-hmm. and that hug is it's more like it's there's a certain level to which you might hug some male friends and there's like the straight pat on the back that yeah. you have to give them and then there are other male friends where you embrace them sometimes and it's just like oh. This is... I needed this. I yes, thought know, the show like, was
2: going to go into that. Because there was a moment near the beginning when Sam hugged... Gloria, mm-hmm. and they like had a really nice hug that I thought was going to kind of lead it to like him sort of understanding like oh it feels kind of nice to, like share your feelings yes or, like, be able to right. hug your friends physical affection is wonderful tomorrow, like, I was you know about. what
4: I was worried
3: about in that moment I was worried that he was going to start falling for Gloria yeah and I was
1: like we
4: don't need this <gasps> oh, there was a moment when they were
1: so on the bed yeah. yeah. there would definitely be a tootsie moment don't
2: don't fall yeah. in love there with was your the moment That's when they were on the bed it's not when she was crying and he was, like, comforting her, and he, like, reached up to her hand, and then he was like, I'm gonna sit here for a little while before we get up, or something like that, and I was like, is he talking about, like, he needs to sit because <gasps> he's <excited laughs> something? I don't know what happened, but it was, like, mass like, specifically masking. said, too, that he's like, I'm gonna stay here for a moment, and I was like, what is happening? Uh, that is confusing. I, I don't think that's what they were trying to say. No, but, but I, I, it was the moment going when going. she was crying on the bed, um... I don't remember. She cried she times, a lot. She cries a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs>
0: There's a lot of crying in this episode. Um, So, uh, speaking of which, back to the episode, uh, the. Where are we, Dennis? So, we're getting there. So, so there.
1: Al has left, and so we're waking up the next morning, and Sam is making. Breakfast, breakfast and Gloria yeah, comes right. out and she's happy to, to, to let she's, sure, her she's, in, other,
0: she's like, in
4: her post-coital because, list, right? Yeah, because she guess. is on
0: top of the world and she's yes. willing to show a little skin to the peeping top to the, of the old us, guy right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Which this is actually an interesting moment for a number of reasons because we do start to learn more about who Samantha Stormer is. That's right. right. And and we get the we get the info drop that A Samantha's usually the one sitting half naked in the window teasing the guy across the street. We also get the big bomb which is that apparently Samantha was with a married man, man. Yeah. who had promised her ago. that they would be married and then of course he dumps her and leaves her on her own. And, and so it's, yeah, it's yeah, just kind but- of...
4: Why didn't Gloria learn from that situation? Right, right. Like I don't oh, no.
0: And furthermore to also see that clearly Samantha's life has not like ended. You know what I mean? Like, exactly, she, yeah, she yeah she's moved fine, on. she got a
4: promotion. Right. I mean, albeit for well, reasons. Sure. Right, 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 right. But uh it, yeah. But
0: it is a, yeah, it is an interesting scene. We also get you know, apparently Samantha never actually makes breakfast. Mm. They never you know, Sleeps the, until noon. Sleeps until well, noon again. on Saturdays, yeah. 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 Which is
4: kind of gross, but yeah, that's what Yeah, I'm right. But
1: but I love like like when when Gloria says, Well when is when is Buddy gonna leave his wife? And she's like, "Well, it, wait till after the holidays." And then we have oh, this, yeah. thing, and, yeah. and, and I just love oh, like it, 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 there there is so much snark, but I loved it. Ooh. It was like, well, you know, there's the holidays, and there's Thanksgiving, and the, there's, there's, Thanksgiving Christmas, there's Christmas, and there's New, New Year's. Year's, and there's President President's Day. Day, President's Day, yeah. Then yeah. there's the Fourth of July. You mm-hmm. can't right. leave your wife on the Fourth of July. Blah blah blah. It is a really great. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: I, I love the way that, that Bacula delivers it, too, because it's just, it, it, it feels right without really crossing the line. It doesn't feel like it's being played for laughs. It just yeah. is sort of like, yeah. and it, it doesn't feel like he's calling her stupid or talking right. down to her, which is really great. Yeah, yeah, but it's just this sort of like, wake up, my friend. Wake <laughs> up. I really
3: like that, and the way that uh, Sam handled that throughout the episode was that he didn't really have, like, this explosive moment of, you know, you're such an idiot, how could you do this, you've seen Mm -hmm. what happened to me, blah blah blah. He doesn't do Mm -hmm. that, it's much more nuanced in the way that he tries to work with her, and much more sensitive, Mm -hmm. which was uh, refreshing. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: and I think also to just talk about the series as a whole for a second, is is a reinforcement and, and a great reminder of the fact that This show was nominated for an Emmy Award for Best Television Series. It was nominated for Scott Bakula for Best Actor in the show. You know what I mean? Like this show was at the time critically acclaimed, and and while it did not win those awards, it did win Golden Globes. um, It didn't win Emmys for for Best Show or Best Actor. I don't think. I think it only won Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to look it up. But you know, it was still something that the critics did appreciate and, and, mm-hmm. and log for being, you know, good television. I don't know that this episode is, is a blanket example of that, but in this moment, like specifically talking about Scott Bakula, I think it is a good example. You're right. Cause through the whole episode, final scene aside, perhaps he does really, you know, he, he, he plays it really well. And I think that, you know, there could certainly be a tendency in some of the scenes for him to talk down to Gloria right. and he doesn't do that. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. So, from so then the, we get to the date?
0: So then we, yeah, then, we'll get to <laughs> the, then we get to the double date. Yeah. Greg Berger, I want to point this out real quick, and then I definitely want to hear what everyone else has to say. Greg Berger plays Parker, the, the guy with the glasses. Uh, I actually met him a little over a year ago because uh, here's a really geeky, nerdy moment. Do it. He
1: voiced, Says the co-host of the Quantum
5: Leap <laughs> <laughs>
1: podcast, Face Wide Wheel. He voiced Grimlock in the Transformers <gasps> cartoon...
0: Yes. What? Totally, yep.
4: I mean, I just got so excited right now. <laughs> and he, and he,
0: uh, he was at a, a, a Transformers convention that was here in Chicago last October. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I met him and got to speak with him because at one moment, um, this was actually before I had, I had kind of taken a step back from, from my acting career. And so at one point had a conversation with him because I asked a question in a panel mentioning that, uh, that I worked as an actor and, you know, and this sort of stuff. And he was very enthusiastic in his response. And this is at a panel situation. So after the panel, I got a moment to speak with him. Uh, and it was really cool because I had asked a question basically about uh, acting that they did outside of voice acting because they were talking about the heightened reality of voice acting mm-hmm. and about how voice acting was not quite like acting in a film, etc. And one of the questions I asked was, did they, did they, how did they differentiate between, say, film acting, television acting, voice acting, and stage acting? And asking specifically about stage work that they'd done, and most of them admitted that it had been a lifetime since they since they had really done any stage work. Greg Berger was the exception and apparently does a lot of stage work you know even now or well, not a lot necessarily, yeah. but occasional stage work even now. And so it was just really cool to have a conversation, short conversation with him. Uh, at the time, I was not thinking Quantum Leap at all. Yep. I had no recollection that he was in this episode. But when I saw his name, I was just like, no way! And then, I, and then seeing him in the show, it's just like, I'll be damned, there See, he
4: is. I like him even more now, because he's yeah. like the one stand-up guy in right. this episode. He's like yeah. the kind of dorky one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. my gosh. Um. I, uh, so they're at dinner, and... Well, I don't remember Samantha's date.
0: Oh, uh, like, Richard.
4: Okay. Richard oh, is Oh, yeah, his of course his name's a He Who sells washers.
0: Who sells washers, that's right. Uh,
4: right? And he's, like, playing footsie with her under the table. Know, and I'm just like, me. first of all, footsie. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Middle school. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, and, uh, yeah, I love that she just, like, knocks him flat out on his chair. That Which was awesome. is
0: another iconic moment, uh, because it's used in the, in it the credits. It is, in the credits. Yeah, yeah. Um,
4: but again, also problematic because, like, Samantha doing these things mm. could... God, I mean, he's just he's endangering our safety yeah right um yeah that but he nice.
1: likes it oh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah
4: a, of course he does
1: Pre-tastic, creep
4: oh yeah mm-hmm. feisty I like that and I wrote down no he really a don't fi-
1: a feisty little winch yeah but I
4: like like it. the funny thing yeah. is like the guys that always that always say it like that they're like ooh I like your pep or your spunk or your feisty or your moxie and I'm like I don't think you do right like right. if you really anyway
0: and let's <coughs> excuse me Take a moment... uh real quick to note that Richard is played by Matt Landers, who had a very lengthy career in film and television. Um, actually in the eighties was in some, some quite iconic mm-hmm. films, including die hard, 48 hours, commando, flash dance, dude, dude got around. Um, wow. uh, unfortunately he did actually pass away, uh, due to cancer yeah. in 2015. Uh, he was only 62. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. another guy that had a, had a pretty lengthy career up until his passing. Um, and was in a number of television programs, uh, as well. Um, Throughout the uh, late 80s, early 90s and stuff, but um, had a lengthy lengthy career. That's Um, a
4: solid, hey, it's that guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Hmm. Um, Yeah, it is interesting to to think about the potential peril that that Sam is
1: maybe placing Samantha in. Um, We've talked about before in in previous episodes that sometimes Sam is not very mindful of of what he might leave this situation. and I think like they they explored that great in the books like there's one novel like the entire plot is centered around that and I won't mm-hmm. dive yeah. into it because it's a yeah. huge tangent uh, but I think it's like for I think if the show were to be redone today Quantum Leap Reboot they hmm. may explore that more, but I think for the audience at the time, like you couldn't really spend a whole lot of time. Well, because you well, never I, go
2: back and revisit the hmm. characters. So. I
1: do think, though, and it's interesting that you say
0: that, because that is something that gets it does explored happen later. later. On, yeah, yeah. Um, I do think that as the series goes on, it's something that they do examine more, if not necessarily... Continuously, mm-hmm. there are episodes where Sam absolutely takes a moment to think about what will happen to the person that he's left into after he leaves.
1: Yeah, um, and, and they just, do take some moments in the last season where they showed like scenes actually mm-hmm. with Al interacting with the person in the waiting room, kind of yeah. preparing them <laughs> or, or helping them work through some yeah, stuff like for when they return back right. in their life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah, and it, but it, but it is interesting to think that at
0: this particular point in the show, yeah, that's not something that they that they're That they're very conscious of as writers, and and, and that clearly the character is not thinking about a lot either. Uh, Although this episode, I will say, gives us really our first, uh, maybe not the first, but one of the first moments where Al... Tells us what's going to happen to the people afterwards, which is really cool. Because oh, it's yeah, not that something that yeah, it's yeah. happened a lot. But the dinner um, scene, the dinner scene, yeah.
4: I I really I'm really liking this Parker guy because yeah. he, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. he's newly divorced and he seems like a totally nice guy who and if correct me if I'm remembering this incorrectly, but his wife Left him because she just wasn't she was cheating on him. I think like she she wasn't fulfilled in <laughs> her life or something. Yeah, I don't was it. I don't you know, know something like, along those lines. Yeah, like maybe I slightly really romanticized me. her a little bit, but whatever. But so he's just like you know just a genuinely and you could tell he like th- thinks the other guy's a douchebag.
2: Yeah, he scared me. Yeah, yeah. He uh,
1: totally which does. is really great. Yeah, and you yeah. know what just occurred to me if, if they did done this episode in nineteen ninety nine or two thousand nine or even today who the who would be the actor playing this role? Josh Molina.
3: <laughs> oh my! Who's that? Guys.
1: From, the From West, West, Wing. West Wing and Scandal, yeah. Yeah. and no. also of yeah, West Wing Weekly night. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm he has that look, and he has very much the same energy as Josh. Uh, he does yes. yeah, very too. Nice. That's very true. Um,
3: I did really like that this that this character existed in this episode because, like we were saying before, so also, many of these dudes yeah. in this episode are just yeah these horrible, awful. Characters of people who do exist in real life, but you know, obviously,
0: he's
4: just like a normal guy. He yeah, is, he's a normal guy. and, and you know, he
0: <laughs> even he even says something to the uh, to the effect of like meeting Gloria has like made him happy again. Yeah, he's not. He's not yeah, at he's all. He's like, like, I'm
2: really glad I came. Like that, yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. really. Interested in coming out here, but I've had a really good time with you. I thought that was nice. Yeah, but and then it, it all goes awry. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: because then Gloria notices Buddy and his wife walk into the restaurant.
2: Yeah, I can't believe
3: she
0: would come. I
5: there. can't believe she
0: does this. Well, the thing that's really interesting to me is that I again not having seen the episode in such a long time. When they first walked in, seeing them kind of like happy and normal together. Yeah, I thought it was going to go a different way. I thought, I thought, oh, is this the thing that makes Gloria mm-hmm. go like, oh, I can't believe he's out with her, and right. that like pushes her over the edge. I I didn't, I didn't even, even remember her, her walking over.
4: Oh wait, but we skipped something. Do we skip the part where where Buddy tells Gloria that he has told his wife about the affair?
1: Yes, yes. that's yes. Like, yes. that is. That that is, that is yeah. yeah. So
4: that's that's important because right. yeah, yeah, because Buddy like totally like Gloria it believes everything the Buddy said. The divorce says. is happening after the holidays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. Okay, sorry. I was looking at my notes during yeah. that part. <laughs> so, no, no. Yeah. So um,
0: And so yeah, and so and so yeah, she does. She goes over to the wife. And... It's such an interesting moment. Oh my god. Because she's just I kind like... I lost it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, because
4: I mean, she's being like kind of ballsy. like, right? And I yeah. hate using that term, especially in this episode, but <laughs> it, it, it applies. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, like, she's just like, hey, I'm really, just want you to know that I'm really sorry and I'm gonna... And she's just like... I'm gonna like, do whatever
2: I can to make this as easy as possible for you and kids. kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like and she just... thinks that like, this woman's just
4: like, yeah, we're divorced and it's cool. Thanks, thanks, lady. And I... And I kind of love the wife's reaction. I, mean, I know, me too. Like I just I really yeah. kind of like this character and I and I know we're not supposed to like supposed to like her so much, I but I know. But I kind of do because she's just mm-hmm. like, "Honey,
5: no.
4: You're not the first. Right. You're I don't not going to be the last." he and I have this kind of a situation. Right. I'm trying not to be a jerk Sorry, he's a jerk about it. Because yeah. It sounds like, I imagine
2: she's, like, telling the guy she's with, like, hey, I got a husband, and
4: this yeah. is our deal. Like, let's and, have a good time. Right. And then this is, like, and I just, I, I think the reason I like her is because I just, I I, I personally am, like, I, I, I understand that there are different kinds of relationships, and not all romantic relationships have to be monogamous. For many people, they do, and that's great, and... But for some people, it doesn't work that way. For them, the same. But the problem is when not everybody's on the same page about it and you lie about it. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, it only works if everybody communicates to everybody that they're with. Um, but uh, you know don't lie about it and all that so this woman the wife yeah. and I apologize I can't remember her name but she's obviously just like hey this is our situation right this I was worried
3: it- that they were going to devolve into like a cat fight yeah. yes and I was too. like please don't let there be a cat, yes. wife, right. cat fight between the wife like and the wife like
2: the wife was going to lose it and, and get really mad at the guy and so that's
3: why I was kind of glad that's why I kind of liked the wife character mm-hmm. well and she, she like had the power no.
2: in mm-mm. the relationship because she right, was the one right. that was like if he doesn't like this race. Anymore, then I will what does she say? Strip him
1: Strip him hell? to his shorts. Right? <laughs> so
2: clearly, she's the one
4: that's when it well, sounds like Buddy impacts. married
3: up. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes like know? I feel like, like she's, she's the one like, that yeah. gave him the status.
4: Money yeah. or some family money or something. Or maybe, hopefully money she earned. I don't know. I apologize. So you I didn't just get the sense it was, it was like
2: a situation she didn't really want to
4: be in, but no. put up with it. It was like this was
2: probably her idea. Yeah, like, she's she's in a good spot.
4: Yeah. And she just right. and she's just like, oh, oh honey.
3: And it didn't like turn into like some screaming fight, and you know, and granted, yeah. it was very hard to watch. for yeah. Gloria. very like, oh, wow,
5: very.
0: And it is it is played really well, and it feels mm-hmm. like the type of scene that I almost want to say maybe I'm crazy. To say,
1: it almost feels a little ahead of its time. And that's right. Because yeah. I was just thinking about it, like I'm not familiar with a lot of other like TV dramas at the same time. So like I don't know like did other TV dramas like I can imagine like Dallas or Dynasty like right. shows so so like this happened on Crest. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. You get the catfight. Or cat fight. Or, 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 oh, right. you know, or or just like even uh, talking Linda to, Evans
4: and Joan Collins yeah. pulling their yeah, hair yeah. out. Yeah or no I mean
1: No no like even talking about the idea of a non-monogamous open relationship. Yeah. Like I said like I don't know if like other TV series at the time were talking about those kind of things yeah i don't know i don't know i'm watching the show as a kid like this was my introduction to the idea
4: of (laughs) 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 i I I mean i think they mostly just describe it as like a marriage of convenience sort of situation um maybe but um but i like to think that it was a little bit deeper than that but buddy is such a dick that it's like well well, he's he's obviously not doing this the way that it should be done (laughs) right (laughs) um yeah, it's not playing
0: the game right. And then, mm-hmm. and then Parker, our our, our huh. Wonder Man, yeah. um, you know, walks up to Beckett and is like, "Hey, you know, I, I just wanted to let you know that your friend, Which I got was really nice upset too, he and just it. left, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's like yeah. he's expressing yeah. concern. Yeah. He's also like he's also it's treating Samantha Stormer like another human being who right? will care about her friend as opposed mm-hmm. to like you know, any other man in this episode so far probably would have just been like, well, Gloria's gone. I wonder if Sam's up for something later, you know. Oh, God. Um, but yeah,
1: he's very much, he's just kind yeah, of concerned. Yeah, he's not just like, like,
4: bitch ran out
1: on me. Like, no.
2: Right. Right. He like, <laughs> yeah.
4: He's like, hey, can you go make sure she's okay? <laughs> right.
1: Hey, yeah. right. Or he didn't feel like he had to be the hero and, and, grab, his and, and grab his coat and, like, go chase after yeah. her mm-hmm. himself, too. That Before that, awesome. we do get the moment of Al showing up and saying that Beeks is saying he's going to need at least five years of psychoanalysis to deal with... <laughs> Sam is a woman.
0: But apparently, everything's working with Tina again now, or something. He said no, that, that comes you know, later. It does come <laughs> later. Yeah. 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 Well, that comes later. later. But, um,
5: I was so worried. Slip that in. It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so, of course, Sam rushes off to uh, to go find Gloria and when we get Here back, comes the rain! The rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Just
2: buckets.
4: And her mm. lipstick is amazing in the entire rain sequence. Mm. So, I know. So it's, like, it's like shellacked on. Well, Talk about she, like, the wet look. look like, like, like <laughs> where's Al for this part? Sorry, but... Full uh, <laughs> circle. Absolutely. Well, I,
1: to, to jump back, where's Al in this part? Yeah, but also it would be weird to have like Dean Stockwell on that scene. Oh, totally. Then you gotta deal oh, with the special yeah. effects and whatever. But like, when, when we find out that Gloria's left and she's likely going to commit suicide, Al has a line, this is it, Sam. Harry Carry time. Yeah. And I just googled it. I'm like, oh. there, was, there, was, there was no such thing as Harry Carry time. Oh. Well. <laughs> no, you
4: know you know what that refers to, right? It's it's, it's, it's Japanese ritualistic Oh, Harry Carey. yeah, I, I mean, actually have that yeah. film. Not, not,
1: yes, not Harry Carry. Like, hey guys. <laughs> oh, that <Holy laughs> <Cow laughs> <Cow laughs> I, I was like yes. No, no, no <laughs> yes, I've heard of Yes, yes. It's, now it's, now it's that true. makes sense and I and I've heard it called Harry Carry. Yes. I just didn't make the connection. You just you just
4: immediately went to Chicago. I actually have the Japanese film
1: on blu-ray right
0: behind yeah. you Dennis okay. so, literally right behind you yes yeah, so now so
4: yes Al is referring to ritualistic suicide and uh, mm-hmm. yeah anyway <laughs> <Okay>. uh,
0: <laughs> which you know which is also you know I mean I don't think anybody was probably thinking of this as they wrote that line but uh is it, usually done it because your your retainer your your master if mm-hmm. you will has died Your you're you know and and that's all you have left for you, yes. um, unless you want to become Ronin, which was considered pretty disgraceful. So samurai would instead just,
1: you know, bye. Gut themselves. Um, anyway, so we're in the rain. Yeah, we're the in the rain. lipstick, in the 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 lipstick rain. is looking great. Now yeah, yeah. yeah. we're in the rain. Uh, uh, Beckett like is like yes. so the lipstick definitely has the yes. wet look now. Yeah.
4: So I, 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 just I want to say one thing here that this is uh, possibly a, a controversial statement, but. The first One of the first things that Beckett says is, suicide is not a choice. I understand what he's saying when he says this, because this is what a lot of people say. But the thing is, it is a choice. It's a choice that people make. So saying that it's not a choice just invalidates the person that is in trouble's thinking of, well, why are you taking away my choices from me? So, I, this is just one of the many ways that this scene just does, goes horribly awry with mm. this kind of a situation. Because, well, like, when you, are, when you are feeling like you have nothing else, there's, like, there's, I mean, if, when you're feeling like this is just, this is your only choice, mm-hmm. you need, one needs to understand that, yeah, like, a, a valid brain comes up with lots of different options. It's called brainstorming. And one of those choices is always, do I end my own life or do I continue to fight on? And to I don't know pander and say that it's not a choice. I think that's just very <laughs> naive and nice. ignorant. So, so that's where I'm saying.
0: Question, uh, genuine question. When when you hear the line uh, or heard the line initially, did you take it to mean it's not a choice, as in like don't make this choice, like yes. it's no good choice, or did you take it to mean that it's not a choice, as in? Uh,
3: they're so mentally ill. Yeah, exactly. That, that it. That this it seems that this is the only option.
0: Right, right. Because I, because I kind of felt like maybe it can, it can, be taken both ways. Not necessarily that either yeah. one. You know, because I think that I. You know, oh God, how do we talk about this? We're not professionals. We're just human beings talking about it. You know,
4: but
5: that's
0: suicide. The way- suicide can be done. I- I- Please don't take this as an endorsement for it, but oftentimes when I think of suicide, I think of it in, in two different ways, which is probably completely wrong to think about it, you know, because there's multiple ways to think about it, but sometimes it, it becomes this, you know, act of desperation, cry for help, I am, I, am, I am making this this choice because I don't think I have any other options... Or it becomes this strangely empowered, still possibly the action of someone who is mentally ill, expressing Mm -hmm. themselves in a way that is not beneficial. But I think of somebody like Hunter S. Thompson. When Hunter S. Thompson killed himself, it was not a situation where he was like he was not hurting in the same way that that, that a, a teenager who gets broken up with and decides to kill themselves is hurting he thought of it in a way of i i do not want to live anymore yeah. it was almost like
4: i am taking it, it, ownership of my exactly. own
0: exactly it was it was it was a medical choice for yes. him yes. i do not want to live like this
4: and that is why and that is why it is a choice right and for some People, I'm thinking very specifically end of life situations. Like it, I think it is a valid choice for some people if they choose want to not suffer in that way anymore. But as you know, someone who has had personal experience with this kind of subject, um, to not get too specific, um, it's it just really bothers me when people use when they mean this is not a choice you should personally make, they say it's not a choice. And it's like, no, it is a choice, but just because you think it's not one I should make, let's have a different argument, please. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it was interesting that they threw that line
3: into the yeah. episode. Yeah.
5: Because yeah. it
3: felt like it was kind of jarring a little bit. But they also, you know, and I don't know too much about, the, you know, how much this is brought up in Quantum Leap, but the, the aspect of God... Because he looks mm-hmm. up and he says several times, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, oh, you've got what a have I of humor. To, to, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, we, we talked about it in an earlier episode. Yeah, starting with this season, they kind of double down on the God
5: idea. Yeah,
0: like, it's yeah.
1: weird um, because yeah, early
0: on in in the series, I do feel like they play God as as real as a character. I think later on in the show, they get further and further away from that. Mm -hmm. And they they reinforce... Because throughout the early part of the show, they really do focus on God is doing this, God is doing this. As the show goes on, they focus more on God, time, fate, or whoever. So it's the idea that maybe it isn't God maybe God is, is one of the no choice maybe yeah, yeah, yeah but actually. early on they kind I of it, like it, yeah early down. on it does feel very much that no it it's gets God. a little sci-fi mm-hmm. touched by an angel sometimes a little yeah. bit <laughs> <laughs> It's all sci-fi, yeah.
4: Um, but yeah, and also with this like raid and the slippery le- like I, I don't know, know how the they both did it. Um, yeah, the crumbling
0: um, leg. Oh,
4: so sorry. Gorgeous. I had a, going back to what you were saying about um, uh, cry for help and whatever. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Um, s- not blah blah blah. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. But we, like, we get to. Um yeah. But uh, that's an interesting point because uh, statistically speaking, women attempt suicide more than men and men and i and i say this incorrectly because i don't want to i don't want to say succeed, succeed but yeah. like um but men die from suicide statistically speaking more than women and a lot of that has to do with methodology mm. because most men will use uh firearms and women will do more things like pills or like whatever. And I don't want to get into this because I don't want to give people ideas. Like, don't, please, this is not, (laughs) it's not a choice most people should make. Let me just put it that way. Um, and, and I feel like we should look up a number at the end of this to like give to people in case they need it, which I'll do at some point, but, um, but uh, but yeah, so I, I find that interesting that that Gloria is on this ledge because a lot of times it's like I don't I don't think she actually wants to end her own life. I just think she I don't know. Well, if she just, did, she probably would have jumped before. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's just. So oh, no, I, I she feel did like, do it. Do it. Right, with well, the then, original history, yeah. well, I mean, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's true. I, I, I feel or like, did she slip and fall on that crazy rug? And it was so wearing her <laughs> <stupid> <laughs> heels. Was. I don't know. Was she wearing her heels? I she can't was. remember. She was yeah. because yeah. Sam has Absolutely. to tell her to kick them off. Yeah, I kick them right. off. Yeah. I,
1: I feel like overall, like in an episode where you got to do a lot in forty five minutes, the entire suicide thing, it's it, it, it's tacked on and rushed. It's a and, plot, and, and it's oh, right. and, and, and it's almost like an after, an afterthought, like. Yeah. It, it, in the broad scheme of things, like I don't think this scene was shot very well. I don't think the the writing was. Nope. I don't think the writing was mindful. It seemed like between that line, like suicide is not a choice, and Sam's line, like you're not the first woman to to love the wrong man. It just seems like so yeah over the top. So yeah, like he says that it's like oh you're like, pandering.
4: You're pandering. Yeah, it, it, it no, was no. just
1: like this scene existed because they needed to have some kind of high, high stakes pseudo action yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. And so like when I watch it, I'm just kind of
3: uh, yeah. Well, and the reason that she stepped back from the ledge and decided to go back was because she didn't want Buddy to think that she was killing herself for him.
0: Right. Don't let him yeah. win. Yeah. And yeah, then that was just kind like, yeah.
4: okay... I mean, at that uh. point, whatever gets her back in the well, know, yeah. house, But like, I was like, that's the reason you yeah. came back. Isn't yeah. that yeah. why you? But, but, <laughs> that?
1: but then, and the raising of the stakes with the storm drain, the storm, storm drain starts. Down, down. Yeah, the, with the, the red the ledge just like, breaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Just, it's he, very
4: Matrix. So I will <laughs> like say, uh, so I <laughs> I'm will say
0: uh, <laughs> that one of the things that we that, that we get a sense of here, though it's not said outright, and which I appreciate, quite frankly, is that. Whether or not this is true, or should be true, um, you do get the sense that some of what Sam is attempting here, Sam Beckett is attempting, is possibly stuff that Samantha Stormer would not be capable of doing, because he does at one point basically like carry Gloria on his back for a brief moment as she kind of... Climbs across him to get to the other yeah, side. Yeah, they of do the some edge.
4: solid teamwork. Here. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and and so you you know you are left to wonder: is it like is it, you know is, is is it supposed to be that because Sam Beckett is a man and he's stronger is able to do these things? Like it's interesting. I don't know. Samantha like,
4: looked pretty. That's sad. true. No, that's like, very true. Samantha looked, well, like, like strong I, as hell.
1: I, I think to speak to Jessica's point, like uh, Sam is more equipped simply because he has the foreknowledge. Yeah, yeah. there
4: right. you go.
1: That she's going to kill herself. Right. right. The original Samantha, obviously did have that yeah, information right. so, and, once, that
0: once. and once Gloria gets back inside they have uh, in, in, in one of the best scenes of the episode and I will certainly say that the dialogue itself does not necessarily come across this way but the performances the lighting, the direction, the camera work I think really lend itself to this being one of the more honest and genuine scenes of the entire episode. Again, I think the dialogue is a little cliched and a little kind of like... Yeah, yeah, I'm giving you warm milk. Gross. You don't need a man. Yeah. You you know, your life isn't over at 27. It's like, the, again, the dialogue feels a little kind of like a formality almost, but I think they handle it well, and it, and it just... there There is just kind of an honesty about it, and this is when we learn some stuff about how, you know... Uh, Gloria did have dreams and aspirations outside of this, you know, she went to art school she wants to do these other things and Sam is very much like, you should do these things and I think that, kind of going back to what you were saying earlier about the fact that it does feel weird that a man is saying this, and yet if you look at it from Gloria's perspective for a second she's hearing this from another woman which is kind of cool and I think that It sucks because we need to give into the science fiction conceit that it's a man in a woman's body who's telling her these things. Right. And yet again, if we look at it from Gloria's point of view, it's got to be cool for her to be hearing this from a woman. Because she's
4: possibly never heard anything.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, that's not to necessarily say that it doesn't, you know, give us a sort well, of. Well,
3: they do kind of poke fun at it too. When Sam says, "Oh, I thought I was here to start the woman's lib movement." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah, okay. Um. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: Um, yeah. Oh, did we talk about the line where it says, "If you don't like yourself, no one else will either." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah.
0: Again, and I actually wrote what I actually wrote in my notes is the post-rescue scene is 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 one of the scenes of the show feels more real and honest than the rest, in spite of feel-good cliché dialogue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which definitely the yes. yeah yeah you got to feel um, good about yourself. And one of those. And
4: before we move on, I just want to say if you or anyone you know um, is having issues um, that you know maybe is suicidal or in any way, please, please reach out to the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. Um, Their phone number any time of day, 1-800-273-TALK. You can talk to people, uh, get involved with them. They do an out-of-darkness walk uh, across the nation. Um, It's it's an organization that I have helped raise money for, um, and uh, they're great groups. so please reach out to them if you or anyone you know needs help. Thanks!
0: Absolutely. Thank you for that. that Thank you so much for that. Sorry,
4: thanks.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's a good point. And it is, you know, I I feel like it is kind of a shame in some ways, and part of this is because of the constraints of of, of the format, but it is a shame that they they weren't uh, maybe more conscious of... Doing something about this beyond a, being a plot point and something
1: to raise the stakes. And, you know, and you know what? They you want to make it a
4: very special. You know what? Episode. In
1: 2017, you have a series called what's the what's the Netflix series? Oh, that thirteen reasons thing. why. Uh, thirteen reasons why, which I I haven't seen it, but I just didn't, like we're re- 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 just it. reading all the articles about it, I'm like, eh, just because the story is compelling doesn't mean you have to tell the story.
4: The green. But
1: anyway, that's, that's a whole, whole can other thing. can of worms. Yeah, so so Al shows up and everything is better. He you know uh, he's able to cope with with Sam as a woman. Like love is a natural part of a relationship. Blah blah blah. Yeah, which is was- actually
0: kind of nice that he says that. It, it, that it, you know again, I, I think that there's a lot to hate about Al and the way that he is portrayed in this episode. But I do think that again maybe the way that it's said is is not the best, but I think the fact that they are saying something like that is cool because, again, I think that it is natural, and I think that there are certainly, you know, relationships that I have with, with my male friends... Um, that I would without a doubt in a second say I love you and mean it genuinely and truly and I think that in 1989 that most men would not have felt that they could say that and so the fact that you do have another male character saying that to another
1: male character mm-hmm. I think is is kind of cool well I think a lot of the like the jed Apatow movies and the and the late, you, man and in, in the late <laughs> us, yeah which kind of like yeah it kind of hit a, <laughs> it it's, it's Sorry, apex I with it. I it's love you part. man like yeah. I think yeah it was like, you kind of, like, explored that as a side thing in, like, the 40-year-old virgin in other movies. And then I Love You Man was Even super bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I Love You Man was kind of, like, the thesis statement of...
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: God, that last scene is super bad when they're at the mall and, like, the the escalators and the way that the two guys are looking at each other, like, (laughs) Jonah Hill and Michael (laughs) Sarah, It's just sort of like, oh, guys, buddies. Bromance. it's like, yeah. Uh, It's gonna be okay. The bromance, yes. (laughs) Which is
4: a term I somewhat loathe, but, you know, it applies. Uh Um, yeah. She oh, still
0: have to be bros. Really? Right, right. <laughs> uh,
4: and isn't, it, this is where Al like, talks about how Gloria ends up with Parker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Gloria yeah. ends up with Parker.
0: So this is, yeah, this is Not that she that has that, to
4: end up with anybody, but you know, that she gets a nice guy because right. obviously she wants I fuck up for him either. Did a nice... Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's it's nice that that works. And this
0: is a soft spoiler, but this is really one of the first times that we get this in the series, and it becomes much more sort of a, a tradition and a component of the series in general, where Al does give Sam a sort of "This is what happens to so and so." This, and usually it's like right before the leap out. So sometimes Sam is like hurrying to say, "Oh, this happens," and this happens. and she goes on to do this, and she goes. But in this episode, you know, it's kind of a slowed down, and you know, he's reading off the hand link. You know, oh no, Gloria ends up marrying Parker, and you know, she doesn't pursue the job, but. Samantha, on the other hand, yeah. does because she joins the art department with Gloria, yep. finds out she has a real knack for it, ends up adopting a baby girl, becomes at the forefront of like the single mothers movement and everything. And Sam's like, "Oh, she never marries," and it's like, "No, but she, you know, she has this very successful, wonderful life mm-hmm.
1: outside of." it. Well, there is a problematic line where Sam says she never married and now goes. Yeah, what a waste. No,
4: no, no. Well, I, I can guarantee <laughs> that Samantha wasted nothing.
1: Probably,
0: yes, because, uh, yes. Go yeah. on
4: a limb and say that she's getting it. Yeah, right. Exactly. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because that's the other side of this. Yeah. Samantha can go out and sleep with whoever the hell she wants to sleep with, and she doesn't have to be married to do it, and she can be a single mother, and she can be I in mean, the art department, and she, can, in, you know, we're
4: in sixty-one. The pills coming. Like, wait, did they already? Oh God, I'm bad with my birth control history. I um, think it
0: did exist in sixty-one, actually, because yeah. it, it, I think yeah. actually in Mad Men it's one of the things that Joan tells Peggy oh, early on in the that's series that's one of the plots of the first episode yeah, yeah, yeah. and well, that right, that's that's right, like right. takes place in like 58 or 59 I think yeah. or maybe 60 Actually, I think it does say, because I think the, the whole point of the show is that it covers the yeah. entire 1960s. I mean, there, anyway. it was still
4: hard to get, and you, right. know, you had to, like, your doctor probably gave you shit for it, but, you know, at least it was... Right, you had a
0: pamphlet that made you feel guilty before you could, mm-hmm. you know, right. yeah, sign <laughs> something or whatever. It's not like now mm-hmm. where
4: I just get my Skyla, and three years later, I'm like, oh, I need a new one. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Skyla. <laughs> anyway.
0: Um, so, yeah, so, so, but then Sam has this line about, like, why haven't I left out yet? And Al plants the seed of like, well maybe you need to get revenge.
1: Well he said that Ziggy is saying. Oh yeah, right. You gotta get revenge. Yeah. yeah. And we get what is one of the worst scenes in the entire series from oh my, for my God. money.
5: It's so weird. It's so bad.
3: And that's
1: the thing <laughs> yeah, when I was when I was a kid, like it's I loved so this bad. scene. And now like, yeah, going back and rewatching it and I'm like, oh, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, and I will I wanna I wanna preface this real quick with a with a quote from Deborah Pratt. Um Because she was asked to recall what she remembered about the episode, and she says... Uh, what Price Gloria was the first time I wrote Sam as a woman? I wanted to comment on chauvinism from the perspective of life in the 60s, well before Mad Men, so this is a recent quote, as viewed by men who lived in the 90s, and from the perspective of a man who had never been subjugated to what most women even today have to deal with. The last scene where Sam tells his slash her boss he is a man was tricky since I'd never been a man. I went to the male writers on the show and asked them to share with me a list of what life events made them realize things were different. We laughed until we cried as I listened Listened to their stories, many are in the last scene.
2: What? I know.
0: It's just like I don't. I
2: don't really know. I don't understand. I just thought it was. It was a weird scene because now it's it's Sam Beckett's revenge. It has nothing to do with Sam. No, whose body he's in, and what is that? How is that going to help her when she's she's going to get fired now because he's creeped out by her, and that it's like. Why does that have to be the thing that it's so terrible that you'd be attracted to a man? Like, I, I mean, I guess back there's then, maybe there's
1: a, there's a little bit of gay panic.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, it's yes, it's more about yeah.
1: It's it's you, Sam, saying like you've put me what the typical woman goes through, and Jess, you know what? Something that you said
0: really hit me there is that it is very weird the way that Sam Beckett is basically using. Samantha Stormer's body in order to exact this weird revenge on Buddy. He's he's Literally using mm. her body, dresses in like he even says like dresses in the most revealing outfit yes, I could find. Yeah. Uh, in her, uh, revealing know.
1: outfit, he could squeeze his chest dot dot, dot hairy hairy chest, chest into. Yeah, yeah. And, yes. and,
0: and 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 at one point like the way that he sits on the couch basically oh, like, leaves oh, his legs open out. for a brief moment. Like basically does the basic instinct. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah before yeah. you know, crossing and it's just it's it is I very mean, it's, icky.
4: It's super sexy. Like again, Scott <laughs> yeah. in a dress, he's
1: rocking it for the win. <laughs> yeah, but. But it's very first season Sam, which we've talked about before. Like, mm-hmm. Sam the first season is different from Sam in the later. Mm-hmm. Which is
0: so damn weird because it's such a contrast to the Sam that we've gotten in other mm-hmm. scenes, specifically with Gloria, which feels much more like established Sam Beckett. Very yeah. much like, sort of like, no, you don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, very much like, I
1: wanted to start the women's lib movement sort of thing. You know what I mean? No. I mean he's, I, just, I, he's just, just putting I do th- th- her life
4: in danger. Yeah, I, I do think it's one of those things, and
1: this is, uh, like, like, from reading Matt's book, I think sometimes, like they felt like they had to have a gimmick, yeah, okay. for the last scene. That's so kind of,
4: transphobia. That's, that's kind a of gimmick. that's <laughs> kind of
1: that's kind of tacked on. And I know there, there are some other things that, like after the fact, Scott Bakula was like, ah. Really?
0: Well, even... Yeah, right. And even, like, Buddy's line about, you know, you're gonna... Did you Christine Jorgensen me or mm-hmm. something like that? Yeah. And the way that he says it and the context in which it's given, it is very transphobic. It's this idea of just sort of, like, there's something disgusting about you and there was something disgusting about her and it's just kind of like, but... But and, no. And Scott's...
2: Er, what's his... What's... Sam? Yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> saying... It's disgusting that you would be attracted to me, yeah, oh, mm-hmm. man that looks like a woman. Like that's yeah. the whole revenge.
4: Which, is that like I'm gonna make you feel terrible? Yeah, for feeling. I'm just like, oh, that's just all kinds of wrong. One like, could
0: argue, and I'm not even saying that I would argue this, but one could argue that Sam is, and this is just me trying to maybe believe in Sam being a good person, that Sam is using Buddy's insecurities, not right. Sam's sure. yes. no. Yeah, very perception much so. of it. Yeah. Like, 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 he like,
3: knows that Buddy is like this, and yeah. he knows that he will get him to uh, feel very uncomfortable if he does these things, and that's his you idea. You didn't get revenge. the sense that mm. Sam that I would have preferred if he just threw a right. chair yeah. at his head. Right, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> but we're getting there. But he is putting Buddy through a sexual ickiness that Buddy puts women through. Yeah.
4: yeah, I mean, as a revenge scheme, I understand where he was. I understand what he was trying to do. I understand what Beckett was. Trying yeah,
0: to do. I think for me, I just much rather would have been. He goes into the office. He maybe says a few like words of of you know of a feminist bent towards buddy buddy maybe tries to like get creepy and then sam punches him like knocks him out like i would have been okay with uh, that
4: i would have much rather I had mean, him like find a way for buddy to lose his job that's that's like, like the ultimate revenge an like, yeah and yeah. yeah. right. like mm-hmm.
2: um, i thought he was going to set him up to get caught like sexually but then i was like oh no one else in the office is going to care, care. Right? Yeah. 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 So the
0: well, that was and then there's this whole and and I'm just gonna say, as a man, I was a little like, what the fuck? Like, talking
1: mm-hmm. about some of the things, like, I know things that only a man would know. And starts to that's yeah, that, that, like things. like that's the things like I feel like they were talking about, like, in, in the writer's room. Yeah, like, like watch were.
4: how I throw a baseball. And I'm I like, know. I was, yeah, right. through that, I was yeah,
2: like,
1: yeah, okay. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, or <Well, at> the <laughs> times <laughs> I had to hold a book over the front of my. And it's like. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, like, like, watch it with Betsy, she was like, these are the things that these right. things he's picking up. Right. I out feel like we about.
2: could have said those things. Everyone knows those are the things. Like it's just that doesn't mean I'm right. just right. You mm-hmm. could say that. Or I know what
0: it's like when you get, you know, hit in the crotch. Like that's the other thing too, the lines mm-hmm. that they use. It's like no one speaks that way not even nineteen eighty nine and you have to use these words because mm-hmm. you're on TV and now I feel like I'm being pandered to.
4: And also I yeah, I know it hurts more for you guys, but getting hit in the crotch hurts period. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like no, it's not just a dude thing. No mm-hmm.
0: no. Yeah. I don't it, know. Yeah,
1: it's just a weird scene. It, <laughs> it
4: was it's just so just weird. So and yeah. yeah.
1: you, you know that. what it, it just not occurred to me. I mean it, uh, I don't know. I mean just I mean just lean into it all the way instead of punching him, kick him in the crotch. Yeah right? the right. yeah, if, if you're gonna I do it I don't know it.
4: if he came in that
2: dress.
1: Just, well, fair, fair point. I, yeah, I, just, wait, yeah. was
2: still I thought with the Come heel on. when he was lying yeah. on the ground and he like had the shoes
4: and I was. Like, I thought it was good. Yes, I was, gonna, go yes! I was mm-hmm. like, put that there was. Yeah. Oh no, I would. You can mm-hmm. kill a man with the shoe. But he,
1: he does, does eventually punch him in the face. He does. And this is, like and this, this, a punch like I a man. Mean, the, I mean, this speaks. I mean, to the writing, but also like the direction of the scene. Mm-hmm. Like when Buddy gets knocked out, we actually get oh my birds chirping sound effect. Was there really? Which I think to the whole. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the only time in the entire series that they use such a Looney Tunes cartoon yeah. sound effect. And even still, uh like they show the punch from two angles. Like he doesn't punch him twice. No. They just do like this weird edit where they show the punch from two angles and you see it twice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's again it's that weird sort of idea that I I, bet- I I think that Deborah Pratt might have handed in a fine script and I would and I would not be shocked to hear that some of what ended up on the screen was not in her original script. No. I think she probably handed in a fine script. I think it was directed in a certain way, mm-hmm. which made the actors act in a certain way that just didn't. I, yeah, it doesn't work. And again, it feels like it's half pillow talk, half all that heaven allows, mm-hmm. and it's just not. It doesn't work very mm-hmm. well. True.
1: We're gonna we're gonna pause real quick. Uh, we have to say goodbye to Annie. She has a rehearsal that she has to yeah. go to. And Annie, we, thank we, you so much. Thank Thanks for guys. stopping by. We it's didn't want so just her to go quiet. People want to like.
0: She <laughs> <laughs> didn't
1: yeah. have anything more to say afterwards. Yeah. We look forward funny. to having you back.
0: <laughs> thank you for yeah, adding so much guys. to this episode. Um, and and you know, we're we're
1: we're at we're in the home stretch anyway, so let's right. just go ahead and get to the leap album. Yeah.
3: So, anyway, so, so, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of like
1: the, the, the direction of this episode, Alan J. Levy, he also directed The Color of Truth. Uh huh. This episode, Freedom. Mm-hmm. Which had to do which with great episode, Leaping of the Shrew, which we get more of the uh, comedy, Slapstick, yeah. uh, Nowhere to Run. Which whatever. is actually Nowhere to Run's great episode. That
0: is, yeah. Yeah, that, that's really, yeah
1: that's a really that's a really interesting
0: it, episode. yeah and so it is interesting like again, and I'm, blood not gonna, I'm not gonna blame it on yeah this is a terrible episode I'm not gonna blame it on anyone sure there. I mean last time I was all over the writer he deserved it uh, <laughs> but this time around you know I'm not gonna necessarily blame it on anyone specifically but I do think that the that that, that there is something incongruous about the script and the direction of the episode and some of the acting and it's unfortunate because I do think that the episode might have it, maybe it had it, it's Reach was, you know, not quite met by the grasp or whatever. I don't know. It's it
1: certainly we 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 talked about this before with the with the Quantum Leap reboot. Like when they were when it became actually like somewhat close to them doing a reboot, they were going to have a woman mm-hmm. as the mm-hmm. leaper, like yeah. Sam's yeah daughter. Not to yeah. give some spoilers from the future. Right. It would be interesting to see how they would have explored how they would explore this topic. Yeah. If if they had a female Well I mean, yeah. it,
4: I mean, at the very beginning of the episode, when he is like absolutely shocked that he's a woman, I was like, Well why? Right. Like, why would it?
0: Didn't why it wouldn't it be I think possible? that
2: was one of my questions earlier on. I was like, oh, is, is he going to leap into a woman at some point? Like, yeah. I kind of assumed it would well, happen.
1: Yeah. Right? Well, inter- and, I, and I feel like, because Sam is a very modest person, like, they show in that first scene, like, he mm-hmm. wants to look down at himself. But yeah. And, and, and he and he, yeah. He, want, he wants to know what he's going to see. Which
4: is so funny, because, like, if I just suddenly woke up in the body of a man, I would Whoa. be touching everything.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. I would be like, what is this? I think there's an entire other episode in this episode that we did not see. Where I think Sam is very respectful of women, and he would not, and he would not mistreat Samantha's body, yeah. such as it were. But I do think there's yes. a, I do think there is a, there there's is just a
4: curiosity. Yeah, back.
1: there is a deleted scene where he's kind of like looking in the mirror, right, and looking at himself because I don't, th- they don't think they, uh, they never establish anywhere. I do think when Sam looks down at himself, he sees himself. Right? Yeah, I think so too. And when he looks oh, in the mirror,
4: yeah, he yeah. see
1: he you know he well, sees whatever. So here's so
0: here's some okay. Let's just get this out there. Yeah. <laughs> so within the context of the show, we do come to learn, and it is established firmly that Sam's body is the thing that has left. So, like you said, Sam would look down, and he would see himself. He looks in the mirror, and he sees Samantha.
4: Right. Yeah. He
0: would be able to. Yeah. <laughs> Have a feel? well of himself but like what? he wouldn't be able to touch Samantha
2: right that's he would I be think. able he, yeah. like he, oh yeah yeah
0: so he can't so he in the same when when oh, it's brought up whether he's getting his period earlier in the episode it's like no he wouldn't because he doesn't have that equipment it right. looks like he does. Yeah, right. but but he would not actually be able to experience that. Mm-hmm. So it is it is it is well, a no interesting, I, right? Yeah. But how
2: would you even put on makeup or something like that? Because like if, mm-hmm. if you're imagining you have a giant nose and yeah. the person that you leaped into, so you go to touch that nose, but you're gonna go further into the nose to, nose to get to your yeah. nose. So how would you even? because if you're putting no, that's yeah. impossible. Sci-fi shenanigans. These are like, <laughs> these are
0: conversations that they might not have had in the writers' room. <laughs> <laughs> they were just sort of like, "This is the way it works," and and Moved on, um, but so so uh, yeah. We get the the leap out, um, and in the leap out, uh, Sam is now sitting at a piano.
4: Oh god, it's uh, actor's nightmare in glasses. Mm-hmm.
0: But he but luckily his actor's nightmare is not terrible end of the because piece. it's the end of the piece, right? <laughs> he doesn't have to play anymore. Crowd starts to applaud, and then Sam doesn't happen in the rest of the episode at all. But Sam gets his oh boy moment, mm-hmm. um, and that sets us up for. Uh, Blind Faith, which will be the the, the following episode. Um, Final thoughts on what price, Gloria? Jessica?
2: I was excited for the episode at first. I thought it was going to be a lot of cool stuff. I mean, it's a hot topic right now. um, But I just didn't feel in the end that it was a very good episode. There was a lot of melodrama and cheesiness and things that I wish had been handled in another way. I still think, I guess it's I applaud that they wanted to take on such a thing, and I think it did provide a chance for a lot of interesting discussion, and hopefully maybe it still brought a lot of interesting discussion for people back then. Yeah. But I wish it would have been better.
0: It's interesting you say that because one of the things that I'll add real quick is that I I feel like at at certain points in time, just the fact that you were doing it was enough. The dialogue that it might have created afterward would have ended up helping Now, I think we're at a point where when we watch this episode, the fact that they did it isn't enough. That it should have been, could have been, would have been done well, and done in a way that really explored some of these things in a manner that wasn't just turning all the guys into these stock animated wolf characters and wasn't just having. You know, like I feel like that is the expectation of a 2017 audience. Um, and I think that perhaps in 1989, just the fact that they were doing this episode was enough that whatever the episode's content actually was, they felt like it didn't matter as much. I could be completely wrong about that. That's just a thought that I had as you were saying, what you were saying about being excited for the episode. Because I agree with you.
1: I agree with you. Dennis? Yeah, I would say looking at it through the prism of TV at the time, I think it's a really great episode mm-hmm. of television you know especially you know looking at uh, I, I read one time that uh, TV executives expectations of an hour of television at this time is that they expected the plot of an episode to be so simple that anybody could tune in at any given point during an episode and by the by the next commercial break they would know exactly what is going on
4: oh that's gross.
1: In the episode, and so before. I feel like That's I feel so, so I feel like dealing with with that expectation and the fact that this was long before they put TV shows out on home video. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. You know, a show would air and then it would rerun a couple times, and then you watch it again in reruns. They didn't expect people to like sit down and, and and pick apart the episodes in podcast thirty years later. Very true. Very true. So I think. For what it was for the time, uh, it was a great episode of television. Looking back on it with a 2017 sensibility, especially with the, the cultural shift that is happening right now, eh, yeah. 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 Claire?
4: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess I'll just, yeah. Of its time, it was, Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, w- I would say uh, there's a I, problematic element that I think was even problematic then was how it dealt with suicide.
4: Yeah. No. I just yeah. And I and I I it's just hard. It's hard for me to put myself in the of its time shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, just as it's also hard for me to have everybody talk about. Well, you know, we're going through this. You know, change in society now, and it's like okay, I hope so, but this isn't the first time we've told you guys all this. So, like, I feel like it's, it's, it's a thing that has been a problem for a very, very, very long time, mm-hmm. and it's only going to not be a problem when dudes change the way they act almost all the Which time. This episode did not address. It did not address it at all. And that is a huge. So, thing. I'm not giving it a pass um because got to do the work, guys. You have to do the work. Thank you. Please, thank you.
0: It's yeah, yeah, it's so fascinating that you said what you said because it it reminded me of something I was thinking about last night um and, it, and it's something that I go back to a lot anytime I think of things because it was it's a difficult thing for me to digest I- entirely but uh, in Ken Burns Civil War documentary, the historian Barbara Fields uh, who's an African American woman um, and she's on a documentary that is dominated by white men
5: mm-hmm.
0: um, which it's it's still the finest documentary ever crafted about the Civil War. It's, great. it's it's one of the most important pieces of documentary television ever made. I think it should it's it's essential viewing for for any American. Quite frankly, I, I firmly believe that it's a wonderful piece of art and piece of history. That said, Shelby um, Foote's
4: got some issues. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, but you know, again, arguably, Shelby Foote's three volume. Uh, 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 not biography, but historical document about the Civil War is one of the greatest pieces ever written about the Civil War. The thing is, is he decides to write it purely from a tactical point of view, and so it it, it doesn't get into a lot of the other stuff that, you know, arguably better books about the Civil War have been written, continue to be written, including Ron Chernow's newest About Grant, which is phenomenal. Anyway, uh, Barbara Fields says something uh, in response to Abraham Lincoln having to take his time before he can introduce the Emancipation Proclamation. uh, And I'm going to paraphrase this about how uh, she does not believe that a person is, is constrained by the time in which they live and that action should be taken if they believe it's the right thing to do. Um, she also goes on to talk about how the war uh, is still living, you know, for her in that it is it is not over, mm-hmm. um, which I think the past few years in particular have showed us how true that is. Uh, the first time that uh, not the first time, but watching this documentary maybe seven eight years ago, I remember watching her and, and hearing this and I had difficulty with it because all I could think about is like no you know I mean Lincoln was just doing the best that he could and, and just not understanding where she was coming from and the more that I, the time that I've had to sit with it and watch it since then the more I have come to appreciate what she has said uh, and I think that it goes to this issue of the way that women are treated in the workplace the way that women are treated in general I think that her quote speaks to this as well as to race relations in the civil war And I think that um, the episode being written in the time that it was written and set in the time it is written is sure a great excuse for the way that it is written and the way that these characters are portrayed. But I also don't know that the validity of that excuse holds up or should hold up or that we should excuse it because I think that there is absolutely something to be said for having enough forethought and progressiveness to say this is not right, and we can do something about this now, and much like you said, Claire, the work needs to be done, that it's not enough to say, I'm listening, which is something I see continually from a lot of men these days, and I appreciate that. It's a good start, that. though. Listening mm-hmm. is great. Listening is very important, <laughs> but you have to do the work. You have to actively do the work. You, you not only have to be an ally, but you have to look in the mirror and realize that saying things on Facebook and Twitter is not the same as doing them, and and I am not perfect, and I have made many mistakes, and I will continue to. But if you're not out there trying to understand those mistakes and, and, and actually try to fix those mistakes, then then you're just blowing hot air. Uh, and so I think that this episode, for me, it's not great. And I don't like it. And I don't know that on my Quantum Leap Rewatches, it's one that I will revisit now that I have had the opportunity to podcast about it. Much like Americanization of Magico. I don't know that that's an episode I'm going to revisit a lot.
4: Good job, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. like, I, I, No, it's 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 never the wrong time to do the right thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I would say like as as a counterpoint to that, let's say Deborah Pratt had wanted to written, had had wanted to write the most progressive, forward-thinking she episode of television, television that either. she wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have not made it on air. Totally. And I absolutely yeah. agree with that. So the question and that's is, part of the problem, yeah. right? So the question is like, is it better to make some effort? Yes. Or no effort at all.
4: I hear what you're saying. And
1: it's
0: better to make some. Yes. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And I and I and I and I do agree with that. And I think it is a valid counterpoint and it's the reason why I say that, you know, it's it's our you know our choice certainly to, to decide to look at it in the context of its own time and our time, and I just think that ultimately for me in 2017, not an episode I want to watch. Mm-hmm. That said, a lot of great episodes in this series. Yes, mm-hmm. there will continue to be. Thank it's, goodness, it's
4: a great show. Um, <laughs> I, do, I feel bad because them. both of the times I've been on this podcast, I'm like, but I actually really do enjoy it. I mean, that, I mean that's
1: part <laughs> of the reason of this podcast is I can read this and see, and see what episodes. Hold up. Well, and I think, you know, it's... Disco important. Inferno two weeks ago. Held up. Yeah. It's fun. Americanization yes. of Machico. Meh. And the right less,
4: one is it. Less than.
1: Uh, and then next week we'll dive into to Blind Faith and we'll see where we go from there. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, all right.
0: Uh, Jessica, thank you very much.
4: You're
0: welcome. Claire, thank you very thank much. You.
4: Thank you. It's been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. And thanks again to Annie for being here. Yeah, Absolutely. An yeah. empty chair. Thanks um, for
4: listening, everybody. I
1: like
2: appearance this oh, time you, heard, yeah, you heard some banging around. Oh, that was talented and all.
0: And i got to be honest with you, uh, uh, a little behind the scenes, though, this is probably going to be the easiest podcast I've ever had to edit, because I don't know that I'm going to cut anything. I think I'm just going to... You're
4: just going to slap all two yeah. hours of it up and see uh, what uh, happens. just going
0: <laughs> to, you know, put this mm-hmm. in, adjust some levels, mm-hmm. and that's that. So...
4: And if anybody has issues with what I said, come find me and not the podcasters. No, 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 where
0: (laughs) can they find you, Claire? That's a good point, actually.
4: Uh, oh, where can you find... I don't know, I'm on Twitter, but not really. (laughs) Um... I don't know. I play music. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can you can come to one of my shows with the new Switcheroo or Claire and the Bears and uh, berate me after I'm done singing.
0: <laughs> it won't be
4: it won't be the first or the last time, I'm sure.
0: Or please, of course, reach out to us. Uh, send us a message. We're always interested to hear what other people have to say. We actually did get a little bit of feedback about our episode with the. Um, Uh, talk about the potential reboot and uh, in the interest of time we're not going to say anything about it right now but certainly uh, in a future episode we'll add a few uh, uh, comments on uh, just to to talk about some of that feedback which we really really appreciate and we would love to hear more so uh, certainly with some of these episodes uh, I know there are a lot of people out there that love this episode actually so we're we're always interested to hear, uh, Mm -hmm. hear from other people but in the meantime take care, happy holidays See you soon. Yeah, we're going to leap out you. of here. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you've heard or have any questions or comments, don't be shy. Reach out to us online at FWWQuantumLeapPod.com or Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Fates Wide Wheel. And remember to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you may be listening. Until next time.